Extreme PC UK. Hi and welcome to episode 48 of Extreme PC UK podcast. Today is the 25th of Jan and I'm your host Nick, also known as Extreme PC UK on Steam. Today joining me on the show is... Hi, I'm Jansen and on Steam I'm Jay himself. Hi, I'm Shell and on Steam I'm Shellbug. Hi people, hi Shell. Welcome to hi. the podcast. Thank you. Right, first up, if you've got any questions, send them into contact at extremepcuk.co.uk. We've got a new email, so it should be a little bit more professional. We've got Steam Group, Instagram, Facebook, and the main thing is our Discord. If you jump on our Discord, that's where most of the people get in touch with us. You've got all sorts of rooms on there from for sale rooms, so you can sell your bits on there of PC equipment to questions and like streamer pages and stuff. So feel free to jump on and use that. PremierComputerFairs.co.uk. We haven't done any of them recently, but we will be doing some in your area soon. If you want to know when we're in your area or if you'd like us to come to your area, just send us in a message and uh, we'll let you know when we can do that. Subs on the Twitch. I'd like to say thank you to Irish Guardian for sending in free subs. Now he's done. Also, I'm the Flash. Six months he's done. So that's much appreciative. Thank you for that. And I'd like to also say sorry for... Uh, Last month's podcast was Christmas special. Loads of downloads on it. We were really, really happy about that. But a lot of people couldn't finish the podcast. There was a problem on iTunes where the numbers, it told you for some reason the podcast was four hours long and then only let you get to like, was I think it was two hours, wasn't it, or something, Jax? Yeah, or even yeah. less than that. Because I think the podcast was two hours, but I think after the first hour, it thought it was finished. So if you restarted, if you turned it off, it restarted at that hour mark. Yeah, or if you had a phone call in your car or something like that, which a lot of people, including us on the podcast, was pretty annoyed about. So we're sorry about that. It's uh, just that we've changed over our recording equipment and there's a few little like things we need to sort out. But we will get there eventually. As you know, we're very amateur, but we try. <laughs> <laughs> iTunes reviews. We haven't had any iTunes reviews this month. But if you've got any, if you want to leave us a review, if you want to support us, just put an iTunes review on iTunes and that will get us up the rankings. And it'll also give us the power to do more because we'll obviously have more listeners, more stuff going on, and we can give you more material. And that brings us through the beginning and into the news. News. Right. First off, I'd like to say is I've got some really exciting news I want to talk about just briefly. Me and Jansen, obviously, you know, we build a piece. We've got a PC business where we build gaming machines for people. And we do like we more specialize in one off show PCs rather than building like you're running a mill, loads of them. We sell them as one-offs. About a year ago now, we was at PC Gamer Magazine and we was on the HP stand. We was building a computer for one of our customers and we actually wanted to get some information from their stand about their Omen X because it was brand new out of the showroom at that point. And we had one of their chassis, which is about, I think it's about 550 quid. I think they're a little bit cheaper now, but then it was like brand, brand spanking new. And basically we got talking to the people on the stand and got some information about doing that build. Me and Jansen carried out the build. We put all the latest equipment in there. But we also took like the square front box off of it. And we put glass on it. And we put TVs in it. And we've done quite a lot of stuff. And if you want to check it out, you can check our Instagram. There's a few pictures of it on there. But since then, HP have been in touch. And this year, they've actually invited us to come and stand on their show with our gaming PC. So we've gone to full lengths to upgrade this PC. And we've done lots and lots of stuff to it. We've now going to fit a whole Fantex water cooling system in there. And that's their new Glacier series. So check that out and have a look at the reviews of that because they're really, really good. Really nice stuff. 
we're going to be fitting that in there and putting some sneak peek pictures into the Discord. So if you want to follow that, feel free. But the main thing is, it's going to be at Olympia in London, and that will be PC Gamer Magazine. It will be on the 17th of February weekend. It goes over the whole weekend. If you want to support us or you want to just come down for a chat, feel free to pop down. Come and look around all the computers. Come and look at our crazy machine that we've built. Ask questions about it. We're free to talk about all your upgrades and stuff like that. Me and Jansen just love talking about PCs, as you all very well know. It would just be good to see some of your faces down there, really. What do you think, Jans? Yeah, definitely. It's always nice to see people from the podcast and from the community. So, yeah, if we're down there and you see us, come and say hello. Yeah, and it, we, we think it's really good. Like, you know, it's the HP stand. There's going to be a lot of Omen and Omen, like, stuff there. I'm sure they'll be showing off all their latest VR and all their new equipment. So, you know, come down, have a go uh, and get involved with us. But, yeah, 17th of Feb that will be, and it's in Olympia. Next up, Shell actually told me about this, which I never, ever knew about this. And, Jansen, you probably <laughs> don't even know about this. No, because you told me about this the other day, and I'd never heard of it. Yeah, Logitech. And it's quite old now, though, isn't it? You said you saw it about a year ago. Yeah, I saw it about a year ago, and I know it was in development, and it was, like, available to be used for up to a year before it was out in the public. So oh, Really? So it's been ages? It's been quite a while, yeah. Basically, Logitech have brought out a webcam, and it's called a C922. And basically, if you're a streamer, this is, like, an amazing piece of equipment. But I do have mm-hmm. to say, I haven't used one yet, so I don't know how well it works, but apparently it's pretty pretty hot. What it does is, you know when you have the green screen behind you, so it changes your background, anything green will be the game or whatever, and basically it just shows you on the stream. Normally you need a green screen. So like right now behind me, I've got a massive stand, which is like a banner stand, and then I've got this like eight foot by eight foot green screen behind me. So when I'm playing the game, my background disappears. Now this camera has got this new technology in it where you don't need a green screen, but it works as a green screen. So I think that's well cool. You can it's just, incredible. I don't have it to have has, this big ugly thing behind me. Yeah. Like it's got background integration. So basically it'll take your background. It will choose what you want to focus on and what you want to put on your screen. And then it will get rid of everything and use it as a green screen. So it makes it invisible, basically. Yeah, it's crazy. I, can't, I don't know how it works, whether it's distance or whatever, but I'm going to be yeah, getting it, one It of probably these. has like a, a depth perception in it. So mm-hmm. it knows how close you are and how far everything else is behind you. Yeah. Well, to get one and just have a play with it and see exactly what kind of settings you have. And I've seen some videos of it and some are a bit dodgy. I think you have to like get the um, settings just right to make it look really good. But it, this is only the first one. I mean, I imagine there's going to be loads more in development and you're going to get some that look absolutely incredible. Yeah, because so, this is the problem I've got now. It really, really gets on my nerves. Yeah. And if you're anyone that watches my stream, you'll know that every now and then, the corners of my green screen start showing up on, on the stream. And the it's problem is... completely flat, hasn't it? Yeah, it's got to be completely flat with, with perfect lighting on it to be the same colour, which that's not too much of a problem. The problem is I bought a crap camera, and it's an advent camera, and basically it's got autofocus on it. But I suppose if you're doing other cameras and webcam stuff without the background, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter about the autofocus. It's a good thing. But when mm-hmm. you've got a green screen behind you, the autofocus is a terrible thing, and I can't switch it off. There's no settings. I've downloaded software. I've tried everything, and I cannot yeah. turn that off. And what it does is every time, like, you know when you're sitting in your chair and you sort of lean forward to pull your T-shirt down or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Every time you do something like that, it autofocuses me a foot closer, and it takes the <laughs> background. 
blurry, and then the green screen shows up for like ten seconds, and it's yeah, just well it's, annoying. It's, it's, ter- it's really annoying. Like I've we've had like I come from a streaming background for people who don't know, and it's terrible. Like trying to get the green screen right and have the right kind of yeah, like, the chrome, it just everything. The because chrome you have one little just, bit of light leaking more. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. In the corner, and that's it. That bit you can. You're, oh, I'm there punching it, flicking yeah. it. <laughs> I've even <laughs> tried imagine, changing imagine colors. Streaming where you don't need the green screen, you don't need the professional lighting, you don't need all this stuff. You just have the camera, and that's it. I yeah, mean, see, not only when it makes where you live much nicer because a lot of people don't stream from offices; they stream in their homes. Yeah, you can get rid of that green screen. It's just amazing. Yeah, but it's like so. my my green screen is is really big. Like and mm-hmm. I got quite a big room it's in, so it's fine. Yeah. But it's like you come up the stairs because I've got like open plan loft, and you mm-hmm. come up like the round stairs, and then you've just got this massive green thing. Like there's a partition <laughs> right down the middle of my room. Yeah, you know, yeah. and the kids just think they like it because they just come through and they just want to run through it like it's some <laughs> kind of tent. And I'm like, don't touch it because the light's not going to shine right on it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Logitech. C922 webcam. I think they're about 70 quid over here. Yeah. Which ain't a bad price, really. This camera I've got now is about 30 quid. It's crap. Yeah, I mean, like, you can get, like, just regular webcams with HD and all the, like, little gadgets you need for, like, around 70 to 100 pounds. So this is worth looking into. And I think if anyone develops more of them and they're only going to get better to the point that green screens could be a thing of the past. Yeah, but it could be a worse thing as well because the more better they make these cameras, the more people can see my face. <laughs> <laughs> What's the resolution yeah. on this Logitech? Is it full HD? For my face, you need two pixel by two pixel. <laughs> That's all blurry. I think it is HD. I'm pretty sure I read it was HD. Okay. Now, I think it's 720, so it's HD ready, oh, they call it? it, isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah. But, but to be fair, my stream at the moment, I, I'm on a smaller resolution than that because... It, mm-hmm. I, you know, like you get when you go from certain sizes, you get like a letterbox, mm-hmm. and for me, that gives that shows away too much of the edges of behind me. I just need my shoulder yeah. from shoulder to shoulder. I'm fine, so I just put the resolution down to make it to that size. So it's just me sitting there. Different for everybody, I suppose, and depending on how much background you've got, you could be in a little office, and mm-hmm. you don't want to have it showing everything, you know? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, Logitech C922 webcam, about seventy quid. If any of you out there, let me know what you think of it if you do get it because um i'm gonna get it but it'd be good to like get some ideas off of other people as well because it's something that's new to me and i'm not sure how well it will work it might be i get it and then i don't like it but we'll see what happens <laughs> and i'll keep you all updated my next bit of news have any of you heard any news from nvidia about their new programs what they're bringing out no nope i just saw this randomly and do you know what i saw it on facebook of all places to find your information out they're bringing out this new program called Freestyle, and it's filters. Now, I don't know, like, this day and age, and I'm a little bit older than a lot of gamers, so it's a bit different for me, but, like, my daughter loves a bit of Snapchat and that, and <laughs> you get all filters, don't you? Like, all them different filters what do different things. Yeah. Now, NVIDIA's brought out a Freestyle filter program, which is live. So you start playing your game, and then you can yeah. just change the filters live. So you'll be playing, like, say, Arc, and it'll be all vibrant, bright, nice colours. And then you can, with the switch of a button, you could switch it to black and white. You can switch it to, like, really, really bright. And, and basically, they've got all these different features that you can do at the press of a button. So you can change the way your game looks to everybody out there with these filters. Personally... And does this work across all games? Like, anything that's on your screen, basically? 
I think it, I think it works through Nvidia, whatever games run with their program, which should be everything. Um, okay. Because obviously it's their graphics card processing it. So, but obviously again, it's not something that I would ever use. I don't think. Is it something that would interest what, you? What's, what's the point of it though? To give you filters over your games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So but... can you get? So if you're playing like GTA or whatever, you can give the people you're looking at like big glasses and bunny ears, or is no, it no, just colours? No, sorry, it's not like that. It's not where <laughs> I'm it joking puts... with you. Yeah, I know, but like <laughs> I thought that at the beginning because you think, oh, yeah. on stream it might make me have a bunny head or something and be talking. No, no. You know, like the ones you see everywhere across Facebook, like everybody's got the mm-hmm. new filter. Let's all try it, and then everybody's got big eyes and a baby face, <laughs> yeah. which you just think, yeah. oh. So this is basically like you'll be playing GTA and then all of a sudden you think this would be good in black and white. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then you can switch it to black and white. And But they've got all sorts of ones. So you could go like summer. I don't know if these are the actual ones, but you could have like a summer theme where it's all really bright and it's like so bright, like the, the gamma or something's much higher on it or something like that. Yeah. And it just changes. Like you, if you're in an icy game where you can have it to more cool setting where, yeah, yeah. yeah it's all like a, a, a light, light colours and blues and stuff like that. But, Do you know what I think of this? I know what you think of this. Pointless. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a little on the same road as you. Like, I don't really see any point to it. Yeah. See, I looked at it because when, when you saw the advert, it shows you someone playing art. That's why I used that as a, in the description. Okay. And did look like something that could be something that someone might use because it's like you're pl- they're playing the game normally and then they press a button and it goes all cool like and blue in the ice and it really makes the ice stand out and then they go into the I woods think... and they make it like really extremely bright and the bright colors are so much brighter yeah but that would yeah. be good if it was linked to the game somehow so the developers mm-hmm. can say at this point it's going to go cool blue at this point it's going to go more intense at this point it's going to go a bit more like monochrome put it into and, the game itself yeah and so yeah. even though it's controlled by nvidia it's then the developers can say when their filters come on and off <laughs> because i don't want to be playing a game and then think oh this would look nice really vibrant colors and then have to go but in I the think, settings oh, and change it <laughs> but i think it's more set at at like a streamer and mm-hmm. they might be wanting to change it as they're playing for people to watch to give it that little tiny bit more detail in that oh i'm doing it in this filter bit more immersive yeah. or something yeah i can see it being good if someone was saying like creating youtube videos of gameplay itself or storylines and stuff like but that yeah things like that it could be like, good for. i can see that yeah but just as a part, solo person playing a game thinking oh i really want it to be brighter or more summery or cooler or black and white I yeah guess. i don't think it's for I that it's more no. for the streamer i think to get out uh-huh. to these people like this is cold or this, this, this seems to me like one of those things where they, they they yeah they just did it because yeah. it can be done they're thinking <laughs> well people like filters let's put filters but i'd yeah. be more happy with the bunny heads if i'm honest <laughs> yeah if you could if you can just add the funny glasses of bunny heads <laughs> yeah. to random people in games i'd be yeah, up for that that would be good come on nvidia <laughs> sort, sort it out <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, it, uh, it's snapchat add-on but yeah <laughs> but that's the thing it's like Something happened somewhere. Oh, let's all do the same idea somewhere else. But yeah, like I can see when I saw it, I thought, yeah, it does look good. The colours do look good. But it's just like, you know, on your TV where you've got a setting where it's like you've got warm summer or you've got cold winter or and it just changes from like oranges and reds to to like whites and blues. It's just like that. But Um, but the thing is, you have things like that on your monitor because of the environment (laughs) you're in, whether you've got like 
incandescent lighting or fluorescent lighting, things like that. You can uh-huh. then change your monitor so it looks right. Maybe I might but, do that. I might set my stream up so I can, at the press of a button, I can change all of my um, settings on the monitor. And so, yeah, I've got that on NVIDIA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I just thought it's worth bringing up because it's something, like, no one's heard of, but no. I saw it on Facebook. It might not even be real. It's on Facebook, man. Yeah. Good research there, Nick. <laughs> yeah, it's good research. <laughs> might not be real, but, you know. <laughs> but, all right, I'll tell you what. Message us in if any of you out there, you would use this or have used it, or even if it's real. But I saw it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If it's real, let us know. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, we've just wasted half an hour. I'm interested in knowing what people would use it for as well. Like, yeah. If, yeah, you may download it just to give it a go, but if you were serious about it, what would you use it for and how would it make something better, whatever you're doing? But it yeah, might be maybe, like... Maybe we're just not seeing it from our point yeah, of view. Yeah, I think so. Maybe think they're playing a Western game and then they switch it into the like the brown to white colours. Yeah, sepia. Yeah. But do you get what I mean? You could have that feel to it and like be like, I'm walking into the bar, press the button, all goes brown, and then it gives mm-hmm. you that old feeling. And then they're like, oh, we're yeah. coming out. Yeah. It's something like that, I suppose. But I mean, on the same sort of track as well, if you've ever played L.A. Noire, that has yeah. a setting where you can play the whole game in black and white. That's Jansen's yeah. so favourite game. I know, I love it. It's yeah. so into it right now. I've actually started playing it again this Isn't week. it like a story game? It's incredible. Yeah. I, I mm-hmm. can't understand why you'd play that, Jans. But it's, not... it, it's, it's a little bit like GTA, where it's like open world and you've got to yeah. solve crimes. So you're like a cop solving crimes. But it's based on the Black Dahlia murders, so it's all real. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It's quite an old game it's, as well. It's very good. Well, they've they've mm. just re-released it for like uh, Xbox One X, and they've got like how they've all updated the look of it, the feel of it, and it just it's it's really good. I played it on yeah. the 360. I'm now playing it again, uh, up the updated version. So, so it's See, on the, it's, is it on a PC though? I have a feeling they have done it for 4K. I'd have to double check, but I have a feeling they have updated it for PCs. Yeah, I'm sure I saw it on Steam, so I think it might be on PC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But but the thing with that game as well, the big thing that they had was the motion capture of people's faces. So you could see people's like emotions, and Mm -hmm. you had to read like body language expressions. What did I say? Emotions. Oh yes. I yeah. think it's both because I mean, there's, well, not there's really because if you know Jansen personally, you know he's got no emotion whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> or expression Just, for that. He's a robot. He'd be very hard to read them. Yeah, but I mean, you, when you're interviewing or interrogating people, you have to like look at their facial expressions and everything. Po- they poker do. face, pretty yeah. much. I'll tell you a story. We had a uh, land party around here. One of my um, missus's friends came around. And Brant Jansen had some pure white trainers on. And she was like, I'm going to christen them. And he's like, no, you're not. And then she stood on his white shoe. And there was like a big <gasps> footprint across there. And oh Jansen just stood there. Like, he didn't, his face <laughs> didn't even change. And then afterwards, I said to him, you all right, Jansen? He was like, I might look calm, but I'm very angry on the inside. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> really, he was fuming. We could tell. We knew, even though we couldn't tell. Yeah, so I wouldn't be good in that game because there was no, no expression on the outside. <laughs> but yeah, inside, through their was... expressions, you have to say whether they're lying or whether they're telling the truth or whether you doubt them. But great, yeah. great game, great game. Yeah. Hmm. Right, should we move on? Yes. Cool. Jansen, what is your yep. news? Okay, my news, as usual, is 
new products. So yep. I've actually got two things. Uh, the first one is a VR chair, and it's basically a gaming chair, but specifically designed for VR. And the way it's different is that it's got a motorized base that can swivel around. So when you sit in this chair, you've kind of got your typical gaming chair where it looks a bit like a racing seat, but you've got pedals or pegs where your feet sit. So you're totally off the ground. And when you put your VR headset on, it tracks the motion off your head. So when you're looking left and right, the chair will swivel left and right automatically. I won't like that, though. Why not? Because if I'm if, if I'm sitting straight, say I'm sitting in a chair and I'm looking hmm. straight forward, yeah? Yeah. If I turn left or right, I want to look with my head. I don't want the whole chair to move. Yeah, but the point of it is, is that when you're standing up, VR is 360 degrees around you. So when you're standing up, if something's happening behind you, you can just turn around. You can pivot on the spot. Exactly. When you're, yeah, when you're sitting in your chair... I'll wait for the little can't. motor to go... <laughs> like I'm coming yeah. out of that music show where you press the red button. Have they partnered up with Stan Astellis? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it goes up and down. I think it's just round and round. <laughs> but yeah, it's like the voice. Um, so yeah, it spins okay. round. But, but what if you're like, playing a horror game, yeah? And rah, from behind you, you turn your head around quickly, hold on the chair. <laughs> it's probably faster than you're thinking. If I'm yeah, honest. exactly. Really? But, <laughs> But as well, it's say you're sitting in your chair that you're sitting in right now and you're playing that horror game and something's happening behind you. How do you see it? With my eyes. You yeah, but, but how? <laughs> I opened them. Oh yeah, yeah, but you're facing forwards. How are you seeing behind you? Well, I played that horror game. I played... Um... Yeah, no, but you go answer the question first. So, if the, so what was the question again? Sorry, I've been stupid. Yeah, if you're sitting in your chair like you are now and you're playing that game and you're looking forwards and something happens behind you, how do you see what's behind you? I just turn my head around really quickly. Yeah, but you, you have to turn your head all the way around. But that's not hard. Not... That's what I do in general life. Yeah, but you're not an <laughs> owl. I've been doing it for the last 36 years. It's not a problem now. Yeah, but if, <laughs> if it's 180 degrees behind you, you can't turn your head that much. So you would have to turn your whole body. Yeah. Well, this I, is what I, I'm saying. I was in this VR is... and I was playing um, Frontier or Elite, Dangerous, sorry. And mm. yeah, in that, you need to look all around very fast because you'll be in the cockpit sitting in your chair. Your chair doesn't move. And yeah. then so, so something happens behind. I have to look round up in, through the canopy and look behind me. Yeah. But you're, you're moving your whole body. I can imagine you like having a spaz attack in your chair <laughs> trying to like look behind you. But with this, it's a bit more like you can sit down and relax and you can, as you move your head, the faster you move your head because it's tracking you, the faster the chair moves. But does the and chair move that actually that fast? If it does, then it's a bit of a different story. Yeah, because yeah, I think you think it's like some little sewing machine motor in there that's going to like turn you around really slow. <laughs> sewing machine motor. Classic. <laughs> I, built I, think, my own one. I think it's good i think it's motion sickness waiting to happen but i think it's oh, quite a good idea is they, it, actu one thing, they actually is it say yeah uh, it is. well okay it's it's not it's not totally wireless what it is is your pc plugs into the base and i was just then, saying the base would stay still yeah that's yeah, probably wide but and then i'm just thinking about spinning round and round and round and then and you know, then getting, getting caught up yeah because <laughs> could you imagine that you go keep going around the same way and, and the cable's getting tighter and tighter and the next minute you're like the whole computer, everything's on the floor. <laughs> yeah. 
But the thing is, the way they sell this is that they're saying that the benefits you get from it is that it reduces motion sickness. Because I think where you're moving, your body moves as you look. Mm-hmm. it's you're, you're not getting disorientated because you can feel your body moving as your head moves yeah. and the other thing as well is that you can have that feeling of weightlessness if you're playing like a flying simulator because your feet are off the ground so where this chair moves you feel the g-force of you moving yeah. i think for me if it tilted backwards as well that would be I'd be, that, that'd that'd be a, that'd be a whole different thing no, but like, I mean, <laughs> what I'm saying is the VR chair moving left and right is not my most important axis of worrying about because I can turn my head. But up and down, like if I'm in the cockpit of a plane and I pull back on the stick and the chair actually tips me backwards, that would be much more impressive to me. Okay. Do you get what that, I mean? That is great. But yeah. that's, that's the sort of things you get in the arcades, you know, where you sit back and it's that massive kind of, what do they call them? Simulator. There you go. So you've got yeah. a simulator in your room. Not it's not really VR. That's something completely different. That's making yeah. your but body that... feel like it's moving and there's motion. But if they can do the spinny motor, why can't they just put one on the base of the actual seat that just <laughs> tilts back a little bit? Did you know you've yeah. only got to tilt back like I think it's like six inches to feel like you're really going back? So it's not like it's got to be a lot. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's the the price of this isn't that expensive considering what it does in comparison to other gaming chairs that are out there. So you could buy a really crap gaming chair for like a hundred quid, or you could buy really good ones. Like you could buy the noble ones for like 750 quid. Yeah. But I don't think they're just, they're running on name. You could buy the Corsair one that I've got. That's amazing. Yeah. But I, what, what I'm saying is the, the variation of chairs that are just chairs. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And, and you're and getting that got... for the same price. Yeah, but this. Do we have a price on this? Yeah. How much would it be? Okay, basically, the, it's in dollars. Okay. The chair is a thousand dollars. Right. You and just then, said it was cheap. No, I'm saying and in DX, comparison. DX racers are like six to eight hundred dollars here. Yeah, so that's why and I'm saying. And you can even get thousand dollar DX racers, which is literally just the chair. Yeah, and really? if you buy the extras, you yeah. buy the uh, like the alloy wheels, you buy the yeah. back support, the head support. All these different things you can up uh-huh. the price. Sorry, I've just yeah. got images of you in a chair with alloy wheels on it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get you go faster stripes and all that. Get a spoiler on the on the back. Do you know what? To be honest, my chair has got wheels on it, and I've got a really nice Corsair chairs, but it was two hundred and seventy quid. It's got rollerblade wheels instead of normal chair wheels. But I yeah. tell you what, if you're on hard floor, it's, it's amazing. But when you're on yeah. carpet, it can be a bit annoying because the wheels, when they're facing the wrong way. You try to nudge yourself that little bit forward, and that chair's got resistance, man. You can't, you can't move. But <laughs> apart from that, the chair is really good. So, the chair with wheels is a bit annoying, I find. Yeah. Mm. Well, the thing is, like with this chair, if you buy just the chair on its own, it's a thousand dollars. You can add a rumble pack to it for a hundred and ninety dollars, uh, and then you can <laughs> buy. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah, oh rumble my pack. god! Like, rumble mm. pack. It's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> exciting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It would be at the right frequency. But, uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Get me a flight simulator, and I'll just keep on going. <laughs> you can also buy a racing pack for it that has the bolt-on pedals, steering wheel, and gear stick. Does it come with the VR headset and everything as standard, or no? No. So I've got to okay. be honest. Like you just said, racing pack with that, yeah, it'd be really good because you would mm. feel like you're going around corners. 
Yeah. But on a free moving walking game, I didn't. That's not. I wouldn't find that very good. I'd want to look myself rather than be looked by a chair. See, I, I think this is one of those things where you kind of don't like it. I like it, but we'll never know until we try one because yeah. I might try it and be like, "This is ridiculous," and it could be the other way around. You might try it and be like, "Oh, actually, this is really good." Yeah. Well, at maybe there'll be one. Kind of, at first, I was kind of like thinking, well if you're moving around and then the chair moves around, which obviously your field of view gets wider and stuff, it's not yeah. much different than just looking with your joystick. But yeah. again, I'd, I'd want to have a go. I'd want to try it and see what it's like. But and I just can't fence. get out of my head. Like you're saying, it's a really fast motor. <laughs> I just can't get out of my head like that music show, The Voice. Just, yeah. just a chair, just like, I'm looking well fast, left and right, and then the chair just like can't keep up and it's like stuttering left and right where I'm trying to do a lot. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if you shake your head left and right really fast, does it like spin, like oscillate really quickly and then fall over? Don't have never tried it. Should I try it now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's but enough for your chair. No, but as well, you can buy the full pack. If you buy everything all in, you get a bit of a discount and it comes to like $1,500 all in everything. Cool. Yeah. I've, I've seen it in a few different places reviewed and people are saying it's good. So, I'd be interested to try one. Yes, yeah, so hopefully we'll see one at the show and we can test it out and let you know what we all think. But for yeah. me, at the moment, it's not sure. Very big not sure. Better, better things to spend my money on, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, we'll put that down to a 50-50. 50-50. <laughs> halfway. Yeah. Don't knock right. it until you try it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so the second thing I've got is NVIDIA's big screen gaming. And basically what they're doing is they're making large monitors. You've come to gloat about this, haven't you? Yeah, pretty much. Because, because I said to you, I've been ripping you for years about sitting a foot away from a 40-inch screen. Yeah. See, I've I've always used TVs over monitors. Five years ago now, I was using a 32-inch Samsung, and it was just 1080. I used that as my gaming PC monitor for years, and everyone's like, oh, what are you doing? Why are you using a TV? But I like having a big screen when I'm playing games. It's, and, the, it's not so much the big screen. It's the fact that you're sitting like 10 inches away from it. Yeah, but then a 32-inch screen that far away from you isn't that big a deal. What considering size screen now, do you use, Shell? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we caught her, we caught her off guard. Yeah, well, I'm on, I'm on my laptop, and I'm not actually, don't actually remember what Oh, right, so you're on a but laptop, aren't you? It's probably that, like 16 yeah. or 17 or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's six, 16 or 18. Do you but not... I actually used to have, on my old PC setup, I had a TV as my second monitor. So why don't you so... just plug it into a monitor? Just because of the setup I have right now. I need to get, like, when we move house, we're going to have, like, a whole... Um, oh, right, so you're in the in middle of uh, getting to that stage. Yeah, it's it's just basically about space and um, desks at the moment. So we'll, yeah, cool. when we get, like, our new place, we'll have it all set up, hopefully. Cool. See, because this is the thing, when people first started using computers, they would have these computer desks that probably everyone's had, and it's literally the, the width of a keyboard. I know what you're going to say, the little yeah. one on the metal wheels and the little pull-out. Yeah, you've got a little pull-out yeah, drawer for the keyboard, mm-hmm. you've got your, your probably 15-inch CRT monitor sitting on the top, then you've got a little space underneath for your printer and the PC, and ev- everyone had those, and that that was just the standard. But then people started getting like the widescreen monitors and things like that, but they were still like 19 to 23 inch. 
And then they started getting a bit bigger and people were getting like the 28 inch monitors and then you're getting the ultra wide monitors. So over the years, they're getting bigger and bigger. But I had this idea like five years ago. So I just was like, I want a big monitor. So I'm going to use a TV. But and also, always... what other people don't know is as well, you've got a ratio on your TV. And we've said it before in a podcast because Jansen's like the TV expert. If you switch your TV and it's got this setting on it, you can actually mm-hmm. switch it so your TV is an actual monitor. Yeah, because that that is the other thing. If you just buy any old LCD TV, plug your computer into it, you might be a bit disappointed because you'd be like, it's not as sharp as my monitor. But if you buy the right TV with the right chroma settings, you can essentially make your TV the equivalent of a monitor. And, and as well, the TVs now as well, which you're probably going to say are, the refresh rate and stuff on the TVs is much faster at the moment, and you can yeah. pay for a TV much cheaper, can't you? Yeah, and you're you're getting more for your money when you buy a TV. So I've got a Samsung 40 inch HDR 4K, and I paid 450 pound for it. And if I was buying a 450 pound monitor, it would probably be 28 inch. Yeah. And it, it might have a faster refresh rate. It might have a like a higher uh, pixel pitch, but you, you're not going to see a huge difference. And I would choose size over a high refresh rate. But this is what NVIDIA is gotten onto now where they're thinking people want big displays. So what they've yeah. done now, they've started making 65-inch LCD TVs that have a low response time and a refresh rate of 120 hertz, I think it is. And it has the NVIDIA Shield built into it. Yeah. Do you know what, as well, I was looking today at monitors, and this is going to come up in a question later on. Uh, is it about CES? It's just over your, your way? Because Shell's actually in America. Is yes. It, it is CES, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and basically monitors now asus have started bringing out their you know their rog monitors because they've yeah. got this this massive rog like going on everywhere you've got keyboards you've got monitors the, the whole shebang they brought out computers but they've got yeah, they, they've got it on everything even their microphones and yeah, but there's, there's webcams not to cut off what you're doing just to, just to interrupt for a second they've brought out now their monitors now actually have downward lighting on the underneath of their monitors so that basically it puts an image onto your desk and you can change that image to whatever you want like you just put a little filter in there they also brought out this little led sort of pod thing which is a rock i don't know what it's called i just seen it briefly but it's a little pod and basically all it all it is is like a little mini projector it's tiny and you stick it on the side of your computer and basically it will just led project a image onto your wall so when you know when you see people like you're like you did on discord this week you put a picture of your setup didn't chance yeah. And it was all in the dark and you had all your stuff lit up. Yeah. On that, you'd put this little pod, it's magnetic, you'd stick it to the side of your computer and it would put it up on the wall and you could have like Extreme PC UK logo. Yeah. Which it's a nice little touch, but it's just, I think it's getting a bit like out of control with the amount of lighting systems. and. Well, the thing is, it's, it's gone RGB crazy and obviously they're trying to think of like, what can we do next? Because yeah. what you were saying with their monitors projecting the image onto your desk, They've had that for a while, but it was just their their standard yeah. like, ROG logo, wasn't it? 
And I think it was like it was just their flagship monitor that actually had that. Yeah, and but I now, thought, you, yeah, now you can do your own filters for it. Yeah, yeah, because I thought, yeah, that's pretty good. But it makes sense that you can change the filters and have your own little logos on there. Yeah. But yeah, back to what you're saying anyway. Sorry, dude, just cut you off. Just saying it popped into my head. Yeah, no, that's cool. But um, yeah, so big screen, big screen gaming. Uh, that's what NVIDIA are calling it. And I think it was at CES where they unveiled it. So I don't know any dates for release or prices. I can guarantee it's not going to be cheap because it's going to be 65 inch. Yeah. Realistically, though, if you had the money to buy a screen that big, would you buy it from them or would you just buy a nice TV, which is going to have the same features, but be a lot cheaper? Personally, I would only buy TVs from Samsung. Oh, really? Because of the panels? Yeah. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Right, um, what's your next bit of news, Jance? And every, everyone's um, going to know about this. Yeah, so basically this is the Spectre and Meltdown exploit that they found out with the Intel chips. That's not just it, though. It's not just Intel chips now. It's, it's everything. AMD, um, ARM, it's... Every chip from '95 onwards, pretty much, okay, is is a complete and utter nightmare. Now, my view on it, yeah, because I honestly, mm. I don't know loads about it. I know very briefly about it as much as you do, because yeah. it's not something I'm very interested in. But it's a problem that's going to cause to all of us. And yeah, Shell, have you heard of this already or not? You briefly spoke to me about it, yeah. Yeah, but you didn't know it was coming, did you? The storm is coming. I had no idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's not a whole lot I can do about it, but basically, yeah. the way it works is. Uh, Slim Timmy actually asked us in the community this as a question. Um, so we're going to cover this now, best that we know about it so far. Because, like I said, I'm not an expert on exploits of chips and problems and whatever. But, yeah, the way it works is it's something that's hard built into the chips. And basically, the chips from 95 onwards, which is a bloody long time ago now, are uh, all still built the same sort of way. And it's a hardware flaw. So it's not like they can. it can just be patch that easily or be just like shut down or whatever like they do normally because it's a hardware issue it's the way they were built but the the only way i can explain it from my knowledge of it is and if anyone thinks i'm wrong or can explain it better to me or even if you want to let us know more in depth how you feel about it is it's basically a, a part of the chip which is like a booster like a turbo and back in the day they found a way to make the chip actually boost itself up by actually guessing what it's going to do next, like what what it's going to have to achieve next before it actually does it. So it's always one step in front. Now, the way I would explain it is imagine a car and you've got a two litre engine in it. That two litre engine has got its same, the, the normal amount of power, blah, blah, blah. Then you go and get a turbo and you bolt it onto that engine. Then all of a sudden you're getting a turbo boost every single time. Now, what's happened is it's like the bug they've got is in the turbo. So what they've had to do basically essentially is as they've been building these chips over the years, they've been using this process. And so what's happened now is they've realized that there's a way that in the hardware someone can exploit what's there. So they can they can basically get hold of your data through that problem. The only way that they can fix this is essentially by, if it was an engine, taking the turbo off. So pretty much everybody's chip uses this way of looking forward and guessing at what's going to come next. But now, because they can't do that, it's pretty much they have to just shut that part of the chip down. So a major part of the chip has been shut down. And that chip percentage is about 30% of your processing wow. power. 
Now, it, it's a bit annoying, I find, because they found this problem where people, and it's like a really, really small percentage. Now, fair enough, if you're a massive company, yeah, like a massive mm -hmm. corporate company that's got really essential data, then fair enough. But I think for people like us, you should be able to choose whether yeah. to switch it on or off or to patch it or not. Because for people like us, at my computer, I don't care if anyone hacks my computer, I'll just reset it or, re or like, wipe it and start again. You know, mm -hmm. everything gets backed up. That's it. It's just a wipe, reinstall it. But so I'm not too bothered. But for other people, they might care, they might not. But like, mm -hmm. what do you guys think? Would you prefer to lose 30% of your power from your CPU? See, yeah, because I'm, I'm the same as you. I think you should have that choice whether you can turn it on or off. And yeah. you'll get some computers that aren't even connected to the internet, so they're not even at risk. Yeah, exactly. but then they won't get the download, will they? Yeah, but so maybe <laughs> it's... The, yeah, <laughs> but I knew you were going to say that, but it's the thing of I've got a Android head unit in my van, and that's got an ARM processor in it. Yeah. But the thing is, that's not connected to the internet all the time. So the, the two minutes that I connect it to do the update... Will I get hacked in that two minutes? But the rest of the time, yeah, like it's not. But so it's mobile it, phones as well. So it's more like privacy data as well, like credit cards and things like that. So they yeah. they're, they're basically they're covering all bases, and it's their problem. It's been around for yeah. a long time. It just happens that someone came across it, and now they've got to fix it. So I can understand why they're not giving you the choice because yeah. you get hacked on your phone, your credit card gets done, someone starts opening they're up. They're liable. Yeah, they're the ones day. that are going to be liable. So they're yeah. just going to close it down. But well, not if, not if they cover themselves beforehand and they put in out a disclaimer and say, you have a choice now. We yeah. can, we can yeah. do this and you'll be safe or you can choose to opt out and you're at risk. Yeah. But my thing is, like, it, fair enough, they've gone into panic mode now and they're going to be taking away the turbo booster, as you call it, basically. Yeah. But are they actually looking in the future to reinstating what they're taking? Or are they just leaving it at that? Like, I think problem, what will happen done. is in the next batch of processors, like the next gen processors they come out with, they mm -hmm. will just put them out. But then they've got another issue, haven't they? Because if they bring out a new processor that's not as yeah. fast as the last one, uh -huh. people are going to be like, well, I paid this much for my last one and now I'm paying yeah. more for one that's the same power or less. Yeah. So it's like Catch-22. They're stuck with whatever they do. It's, but, yeah. but then again, it's like, it's just like it's gone on for so long. That's their issue. It's not been mm -hmm. found like within a year of, of making this. It's, it's like been 25 years or something stupid. So, you know, it's gone, it's gone that long that it's, it's just everywhere. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not something easily to take away, but it's something that's got to be sorted in the future. So, but yeah, because it's, it's a problem that like you can, like you said, you fix in the future. So all everything new that comes out now will have a fix. But yeah, every single thing that's running processes that you've, got lying around your house or you're not going to change anytime soon are all susceptible yeah like, but the, uh -huh. the problem even is so like chance, your tvs and stuff yeah but the problem is like you just said everything new from now will be different but it won't because everything new from now won't have that kernel part on it so it won't be able to go faster if you know what i mean so it's, it's just like starting afresh yeah. yeah but that's it but the thing is as well with processes because you've got the the natural progression of processors that if they take the that turbo boost out now, you'll probably take two steps backwards 
but then you'll start getting faster. So yeah. where you've got a processor now and the next one will be 30% faster than that one, it might be 30% slower than that one. And then the next one that comes out will yeah. be the same speed. So and then the one after that, you've like lost a year's worth of progress. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Yeah. They'll put you back on track in the next couple of years. Everything will be back on track again. Yeah, but I did. I did, right. I've looked into it and the details of it. In that, um, actually, for gaming, there isn't that much. There hasn't hardly been any frames issues with frame drops or nothing. Um, I listened mm. to a few podcasts myself and a few news programs about it, and which have done like some intense benchmarking. And they're saying, look, it's not as bad for gaming as it's going to be video editing, encoding, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, I don't know how it affects streaming because obviously your stream is going to be taking up a lot of power and I, I should think that will take a hit. But yeah. personally for me, if I take a hit like that, I'll just get another computer for my stream. And me and you, yeah. Jance, have to build a massive computer with two computers in it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, because when you think about it, most of the time when you're playing a game, most of the processing is done on your graphics card. So, But it affects like... graphics cards as well. Oh, does it? Yeah, NVIDIA's already put out a patch, I believe. Oh, okay. So it's everywhere. It's it's yeah. it's the general way that processors are made. So wherever yeah. it is, it's got the same sort of like blueprint to start with that they started from. So hmm. at, wherever you go, there's just this major issue, and it's just like, what, what can we do about it? But just put our hands up and say we've created a problem. We're going to do our best. Yeah, and you can't really have a go for that. Like put your hands up and yeah. there's a company like Intel to come out and say every single processor in everything. It's going to lose 30% or so, you know. Mm. If anything, you've got to give them a bit more respect for just being honest about it because AMD, yeah. like even though AMD's got it at first, people thought AMD would be clear. But mm. it seems that they've got it as well. Some of their processors are better than others. Um, and some of them don't, the new Ryzen's apparently don't take a hit as much. So it could be like for AMD, it could be like a major boost. They brought out these new Ryzen chips. They've been proven to be really, really good. And then all of a sudden now Intel's took a hit. And it's mm. like they're back in the game again, you know? Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what actually happens about it. But personally for me, if I could not worry about it and keep my speed, I would do that and take the risk. Because when's the last time you two got hacked? Uh, personally, I haven't. But it happened to my husband uh, probably about a year ago. Year and a, no, yeah. no, he's been out. About two years ago. Yeah. And they're saying the hack isn't easy to pull off either. It's pretty hard to mm-hmm. to be able to do it. So you need to be like someone that's up there with knowledge like look yeah. at us we build computers all the time jansen but when yeah. you go delving into processors and the way they work and insides of them and you know we don't really know loads about that because no. it's not something we need to know about you know it's no. a specialist area for a specialist in that area yeah. You know? yeah so yeah but yeah spectra meltdown let us know if anyone else has uh, had any issues or oh, if you've just just to add another thing to it i don't know if any of you heard that intel and AMD are linking up to make yeah. a new processor. Yeah, I heard about this, and they're going on to take on NVIDIA, aren't they? Yeah. But like, just say, for instance, you've got top top processor, and then the built-in graphics on that chip. Like, when you get an Intel, you get, like, the onboard graphics, and basically that onboard graphics is going to be built specifically by AMD to go with that chip. And then they're saying that it's gonna, they're, they're going to go head-to-head trying to take on nvidia now personally i think lots of people are set in their ways like i will always try and go intel and if i'm on a budget then i'll go to amd but i'll always go for a nvidia graphics card 
because I know how stable they are. I really like them. Everything about them is solid. But you never know. Over time, things like this do change. You don't expect it, but then they do. But I think this will work well in things like laptops where you can't have a graphics card and you've basically got your graphics and processor together and one chip. Yeah, but the graphics have come a long way in the last couple of years. Like you're getting 1080s now in mobiles, you know? Yeah, but then when you've got like these Ultrabooks and they're like super thin, you've got to slim it down as much as you can. So not having to have any kind of graphics processor on there give you a lot of space and like cooling would be a lot easier as well yeah and probably battery life yeah well it's it is something uh to keep an eye on and see what happens but one day something's going to come along and change the whole lot like this cloud i think this cloud cloud thing will will just change the whole thing about pcs everybody will be on the cloud with a little bit of processing power and we won't have a desktop anymore that'll be it yeah that's where i can see it going but anyway that's enough of that Shell, what is your news? Okay, so I've been following this for the past couple of weeks and it's all about rumours surrounding a new Fable game. I love Fable. Um, yeah, Fable 2 is my favourite game of all time and oh. I know that's probably quite... <laughs> Before quite everyone complex. says it and listeners, listeners think it, I uh-huh. know Fable 3, I played it on the Xbox 360, <clears throat> but they do <clears throat> actually have Fable on um, PC as well. I don't think Fable 3 mm-hmm. out, but the anniversary is a special edition isn't it yeah i've I've never played any of them oh mate you need to get fable 3 that's the only game i'm (laughs) gonna tell you to get on a console (laughs) but anyway so this new fable game there's been articles that have basically said it is coming out it's in development by forza horizon 3 studio playground um they're saying it's gonna be uk based they say it is xbox one and windows pc what fable 4 uh uh-huh yep i'll be definitely getting that I just love going so around. It'd probably be uh, cross-platform then. Let me explain it to you, Jance. Do you know what Fable is? I've seen it, but I've never it's played a, it. It's a, a bit like Zelda. but It's a wonderful RPG. It's gorgeous. The I environment and the world yeah. is really funny. Like you, it's, it's a bit like GTA, but not as rude. You walk around and people say things to you, and everyone's got a story to tell. And there's like, the last one that came out was the first game where your weapons, like say you find a weapon... Um, mm-hmm. basically it will grow with your character. So if you're evil, that weapon will yeah. start looking all evil and going red and like devilish. But if you're good, mm. it will go all pure and like an angel. But the yeah. game... So your, your actions your actions during the game will affect... So it will affect storyline, especially in Fable 3. But it will affect like how your character looks as well. So with Fable 3, you'll either become like a devil-looking person or an angelic. And yeah, then okay. in Fable 2, it affects the colour of your dog. So it goes blacker, the darker you go, and then it goes like a golden color the more what well, if you ain't got a dog hmm. huh what well, if you ain't got a dog you have you always have a dog in table <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> but, um, she yeah, came so back with such a serious answer like her day <laughs> but you've always got there's no dog. point playing so fable yeah there's no point playing fable if, you, if there's no dog yeah <laughs> like there is no no point but yeah fable fable 4 is something i've always been looked forward to and obviously lionhead studios they got you know, shut down and everyone was like, there'll never be another fable. But yeah. it's come out like these rumours are apparently very like viable. They're very good. I hope they are because no, you yeah. know how basically I'm known on the podcast for collecting. I'm a collector. I love collecting things in games and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And that game, I absolutely loved getting all the weapons because you get a weapons rack, don't you? And you have to get each one individually yeah. and you've got space for them. But yeah. not just that. This game, Jance, it was like mm. a, a really sort of... A, 
mystic sort of world. It's a really weird world. It's really well done, and it's all like oldy, worldy sort of place. But as you go through game, to to get to the end game, you need to earn enough money. And mm-hmm. it's like you start off with an empty room. And as you play through the game, you've got to do stuff to earn your money. But the, you get a pile of money and it builds up. By the end of it, you've got a room full of money all the way to the top. And you use the pile of money to get up to where the extra bits in the game are. I can't remember exactly yeah. how it works. As you go through the games, you can like buy things and sell things. So you, as you're walking around, you can buy houses and you get rent on them. You can like you can buy like brothels and stuff, can't you? Yeah, um, yeah. You you buy you buy like properties and stuff, but also like it depends. Like in I think it's three, you can choose whether you open up like a school or a brothel. Yeah, and the then world you can changes and stuff, and you get right. um in your in your treasury and your pile of money, you get people come to you and they say they need money for this, so your money will go up and down depending on how good you are or how. Bad so you, you are it's like you're you investing are. your money, so not you don't just yeah earn it, you can invest it as yeah, well. Yeah, but the yeah. game rapidly changes. Like there's a bit where it's like, do you want to build a factory or do you want to build a brothel or something like that? And you're <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. no, I want to wipe it off the face of the earth. And then for the rest <laughs> of the time in the game, that whole area is gone. And yeah. you think to yourself, why did I do that? The whole area's gone now. Yeah. <laughs> but your, your actions your actions do really do change like and it's the consequence, world, the environment yeah. and everything. See, I, I quite like that in games because a lot of games you play it and it'll give you a choice and sometimes you think, don't really matter what I pick, I'm yeah. still going to get no. to the next level in the on same this, way. On this, you can damage the game to the point where it's gone all the wrong way and there's different endings for each thing. But like, yeah. if you start being a horrible person in game, people will treat you like a horrible person. So you'll walk into a mm-hmm. pub and people will start saying things to you. But if you're really good, you. <laughs> yeah, you walk in and you're really good and they'll be like, oh, look, the hero's here. And, yeah, buy your like drink. That. But the thing is as well, it's like single player. It is multiplayer, but it's like a single yep. player you're running around. But then mm-hmm. you see orbs floating all around the world. And if you go up to that orb, you can invite somebody into your game. Yeah. And then they can play together. And you can actually, so you can actually, like me and my missus played it and she came into my game and then we got married in game. And then it tells you how long you're married for and you have kids. So say I'm yeah. in game and I walk into like a farm and there's a girl there. I can talk to that girl. And I know it sounds a bit weird, but you can like buy condoms and stuff like that. And so I walk you can get into STDs. There. Yeah, I talk to the <laughs> really? girl. Yeah, you, yeah, you can get STDs. You like talk to the girl, but you work on talking to her. So you'll keep going back. She'll give you options yeah. to talk and you go away. You'll come back. You might give her a gift of a ring. And then she'll be like, oh, that's a lovely ring. And then it gives you an option. Do you want to marry her? And as you build up the love in there for her, she'll fall for you. And then she'll be like, I want to marry you. And you can have kids with her at that house. And, yeah. and you'll go away and you'll carry on playing the game. You'll come back like a week later in game and she'll be there like, oh, my husband, he's the best. But you've then gone off and married somebody else and had kids there. <laughs> and in game, she can find out. Yeah. Like she can, you yeah. can take her. You can get her to follow you. You go to the other one. She'll be like, who are you? And they start arguing. I, th- I didn't realize it was like. So in depth, man. It's really, really yeah. good. But like it's got the Fable franchise has got like a massive following and it's a bit of a cult thing. Yeah. But it's so it's so people have been disappointed so much. Like Fable three was built up and up and up after Fable one and two were like pretty big, and actually yeah. Fable three was a massive disappointment. People hated it. I loved and it. I remember. I I I liked it. Fable two is still my favorite. I like Fable three. I think there's a lot of stuff that they should have done differently. But Fable four, it's not got Peter Molyneux, who is the original developer and a, like, do you think that's going to change the way the feel is though or? oh i hate see, it when i hate it even I worse know. than not bringing one out is bringing one out that's different yeah yeah and ruin I think, it like, for everyone fable legends everybody knows kind of the mistake of that 
and that kind of ruined. Is that the latest the, one the that's on the PC? That's the one that actually got cancelled. Oh uh, right, because I got I never because I played it on a like I said on an Xbox years ago, and that was Fable Three, and that was a yeah. long time ago. But yeah, I see the one straight away on the PC, the remake, and I bought it, but I never actually got to play it. I never got into it. Um, How long ago did number three come out in? That's got to be. Ooh, I will have a look. My missus was pregnant with the twins, so it's got to be seven years ago. It was eight, eight, yeah, 2010. Yeah. October 2010. So to bring out uh, like a a sequel to it now, you'd have so much more advances in technology that they could make that so much better. The thing is, looking back at it, it was so advanced at that point that it would fit in. Like if it came out now, you'd still enjoy it just as much. You'd, You'd get more than you'd expect from a game. Yeah, I think people love being in charge of their own destiny, and I think that's one thing that yeah. Lionhead's used. And Peter, like, if you look at the games he's done in the she past, she says it like, she's like Hello, Pete. Hello, Pete. <laughs> my, my friend Pete. Yeah, he's you know, well known for having games that your choices affect the whole game, like going from black and white goddess, if anybody ever looked into that, yeah, and then even Fable. It's just well, he had know, it'll be different without him. He used to do these massive speeches about how he's going to change the way. A game oh, is. Yeah. He doesn't want it just to be a game. He wants it to be like a lifestyle choice. He wants it to be where you <laughs> go through the game and you feel like you've evolved. You've done a life. I know. Yeah. So it's and it's it a does, little bit cringy. It does give you that, though. It does give you that feeling. It does. It does. You do get a mess. I mean, I'm not going to spoil it, but if you ever play Fable 3 within the first 10 minutes, you have to make a heartbreaking decision. Did you ever cheat? And... No. Apparently. Well, actually, Fable 2 I did. Fable 2, there's the whole you can set your xbox 360 back to like 2010 yeah that's what i was about to say to you they didn't put it forward a ton of money. No, <laughs> I, I i cheated in fable 2 but i've played fable 2 about eight or nine times like all the way through and i have cheated on some of them but yeah it's, it's yeah. It, fable 4 going back to fable 4 though if it comes out i will be the first one to pre-order it i cannot wait and i hope it's true and yeah this rumor looks like it's very good it's, yeah, it's looks, uh, something I would definitely play, especially on the PC, because that's why we're talking about people. Even though you're all probably yes. thinking, but that's on a console, it's going to uh-huh. be on a PC. Um, yes. But like, yeah, Jance, you you have to save up money to get like, I can't remember what was it at the top of your building you were trying to get to with the money. You'd walk so up it with, with the money. It was just like a collectible. So um, oh, that's why I was trying. You'd for have it a then. physical pile of money, and you needed to save up money for um, like this. The last scene, um, how much money depends on how. Oh, that's what it was. Good you are, but the pile of money there was like a trophy at the very top of in like in the wall, and the higher your pile of money, yeah. The, uh, and basically, a trick if no one knows this is to get all of that money. If you want to get it quick, you can just fast forward your time on your machine and. Uh, Basically, when you come back, it thinks you've been playing a game for 10 years or something, and you've got loads of money. You're a terrible person. <laughs> terrible. But it was a good... But yeah. So you've got to admit, some games, don't you like? Like, they don't do it anymore. But some games... Like, I'm not a cheat. I don't like cheating in games. But, like, when you went back to your old consoles and stuff and PC games originally, the up, down, left, right, like we was talking about on the Texas the other day, them cheats yeah. were amazing. It's like, it didn't come out for a year, but then it would come out like, yeah, you press this, 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 and this, and you get new this. It'd be like, my mm-hmm. character's changed or whatever. I used to love them because they're not cheats that really badly affect your game or it ruins the game. So like, just extra. I think with those cheats as well, they came out a lot longer after the game came out. So yeah. you had plenty of time to play your way through the game. Like a random would you... work it out or something by accident. Or... 
Yeah, and then the thing is, it's like you get to that point where you're starting to get a bit bored of the game, and then a cheat comes out. So you're either you've completed it, or you're stuck, and then a cheat <laughs> comes out to make it more interesting. Yeah, like you're playing Desert Strike, and then you get God mode. Yeah, and you think, yes, I'm gonna smash this game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mother loading Sims, give yourself fifty thousand simoleons. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's like I played uh-huh. Sims like constantly for like three months nonstop, like yeah, twelve too. hours a day. And then it got to a point where I was like, oh, I can't do this anymore. And then I got the cheat to get unlimited money. And then you got yeah. bored of it instantly. Yeah, but then yeah. it gave me the option to build the biggest house with all the best stuff. And then I was like, that's it. That's all I wanted to do. And then that and was it. End, end of the game. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. That's like Transport Tycoon. There's a, there's a cheat for that, which they actually patched in the, the later version of it. But you basically go to the edge of the map, build a tunnel from one side of the map, all the way to the other side, which costs billions, and you press the button, and as you press the button, the billions go into your bank, which was always a good one, I used to love. <laughs> but I actually completed that game loads of times without cheating. That was just to, just to test to see if the cheat worked. But yeah, I've, I've looked, at, whilst we've been chatting, I've been looking at the old Fable games, and... It's Fable 3 it, you need to look at to see the... Fable 2! Don't listen <laughs> to him! I played Fable 2 as well, but I thought Fable 3 had much more in it, because I like all the collectibles and all the money making and all the buying the shops and all that sort of stuff. And you can more, do that in Fable 2, though. There's more of it in Fable 3, though. There is more. There is more. I think, though, if, if you are going to get into it, I would start Fable 2 purely because you play the son or, no, you play the son or daughter of the hero from Fable 2. So, you know, got to play yeah. it in order. Hmm. Yeah. But that is, it is really, really a good game, Jack. You should try yeah. it out. It's and like, some great British comedians in it as well. Like, you'll recognise a lot of Yeah, the voices in that. Yeah. Okay. It is a massive, massive game. It's like there's a few games that I like, which are just epic games, which you just can't ignore. You've got Borderlands, Fallout, you know these sort of games where it's like they're just massive. You follow the whole story, you buy the game instantly when it comes out, and you just complete it straight away, and then you wait for the next one. Dead Island. I, I love them sort of games, you know. Open world. Yeah. yeah. Right. Fable Four. Hopefully, it's coming out on PC. We'll keep you updated. <laughs> I will um, be listening. Keep my ear to the ground with the rumors because I'm. More excited if that is real than anything. So. Yeah, because <laughs> Shell will be on the podcast all the time now if she wants to be on it. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> now she knows us. And basically, yeah. yeah, so you'll bring a whole... She was a bit worried about what sort of games she would bring to the podcast. But I've said already, like, whatever games you played, there will be listeners out there which will enjoy your games. But the thing is, you could play the most obscure game that no one's ever heard of and someone out there who's listening be like, I love that game. Yeah, we, I've yeah. had actually a few comments where... Quite a few as well, where people have texted in and said, look, I really like the podcast. What I like about your podcast more than anyone else is you cover games that's not just mainstream. You cover like random weird games, crap games. You know, you cover <laughs> it all. Yeah, because it's like yeah. every now and then you get a game that's that crap that you want to talk about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I like I know you've been looking at what is it? Genital jousting. Oh, my God. And wow. I don't think that's well, I don't think we'd be putting it on the podcast. But yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying it's it crap looks... either. It might be really good, but. It looks a bit crazy <laughs> to me. With those sort of games, though, like they're pure general fun. jousting or like mount your friends, it's just about who you play with. Yeah, if, did... if you have a good group of people who are like a good laugh, then that, that's always good. But yeah, it's like, jousting it's like is, we played is... um, shower with your dad. Yeah, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> it's just, it's just stupid, isn't it? Like it's growing popularity on YouTube. I think because bigger YouTubers are covering it, and I just wanted to look at it, and I was like, wow, I can't believe this. Is <laughs> <happening."> <laughs> <laughs> that's like, an eyeful. 
<laughs> yeah, a little bit. It's crazy. How many people are now just running away to look at their phones and go, what is genital jousting? Yeah. Oh, there'll be yeah. many people Googling genital jousting, but... Yeah, yeah but the thing careful. is, it's like, you'll get a lot of dodgy websites with oh, a search yeah. like that, though. But you oh, sound yeah. like you know about this, Jansen. Oh, well, <laughs> it just sounds like common sense. It? Oh, right. <laughs> I like the way your voice fades away as you say that. <laughs> common sense. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, it is an overrating game by what it is but yeah check it out but I doubt we'll be covering it I'll say that or about it'll be covering you (laughs) Uh, anyway yeah so the second thing that I was going to talk about is Stardew Valley which is a kind of if you've not heard of it it's a farming simulator mixed as like can I just cut in and ask you a question because you said you're going to put this on here and you Uh said it's one of the games it's one of your type of games that you like now yes I need to know some serious information about this game. When I looked at of this course. game, I've got to be honest, I just uh-huh. assumed it was like one of them sort of games you'd get on your phone where it's like, go over there, get that in the no. farm, go over there, put that there, go over there. It's, no. like, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's not like that, no? No, it's, it's so Stardew Valley is a mixture of like Harvest Moon, Animal Crossing and Legend of Zelda. Like there's loads of stuff. You have relationships with different people. You can get married. You can have babies. There's monsters to kill that can kill you and you can upgrade your weapons. The the biggest part of it is farming. When so, you say Zelda though, do you mean like Zelda linked to the past Zelda? Yeah. Like top old down. school Zelda. Whereas no, not top down. It's like kind of side scrolling, but it's okay. more the fact that you go into caves and there's levels of the cages like dungeons, but instead of, there's no puzzles as if, as if it were. Well, there is. There's puzzles in the game, but not in the cave. Sounds like you're having like, an argument with yourself. I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like. <laughs> She's got I got such a bad cold. My head is like exploded. Yeah. Oh, how funny. oh my god! I think you'd like it. You gotta, you gotta have a look at it. But I started. This is actually the last game I streamed, and that was when it was the day of release, which was like just over a year ago. But anyway, the news is the fact that multiplayer is coming soon, and it's meant to be coming out within the next month, I think. And the guy who is, it was created completely by one guy called concerned ape he is incredible he did the art the storyline the coding everything the music and i just have so much respect for this guy Good. and he's because we always say they put, people to do it on their own they put so much more passion into what they're doing than these big companies i, I personally like oh, indie tell. games just as like more than triple a's yeah you can tell like it's such a good game and it's it's just filled with love and it's just so cute that's really selling you it may, to it sound, Well, the thing is, you may say, like, it's a girly game, but when I streamed it, I got three guys to buy it. Like, <laughs> and then I bought it for my husband, who is also addicted to it, and he's bought it on two different consoles. Really? So it's it's for guys and girls, yeah. And my brother plays it. And these are all, like, 30-something-year-old guys who yeah, play, like... I've seen, I've seen bits of it, but stuff. it's one of them sort of games where you sort of look at it and just you just probably just skim over the water, like, straight away. You just sort of think, oh, it's a cartoony game. Yeah, but maybe I think so. I think people can look at it. People can look at it as a childish game, or it's like for girls or something. But actually, it depends on what you're into. Like, I really enjoy it. It's it's a game to like unwind and relax with. And I'm actually really looking forward to multiplayer. I'm looking forward to playing with someone else because it can be quite challenging at times. It's good to say like you Uh, go off and beat this sort of side. Yes and no, because there's no real completion to it. But I've he released a load of new content of stuff that you can buy once you start making millions a day sort of thing. And I've not actually done that yet. So, All right, because it's quite funny because I'm just looking at it. Like One of my favourite games of all time is Zelda A Link to the Past. I always thought back in that day and age, there wasn't enough memory on, on the games to be able to make things absolutely massive. 
But I've always yeah. thought with a game like that nowadays, they could probably make the world absolutely ginormous that you could adventure around forever. Looking at this game, it looks like it has got all the similar sort of things to that game, but it's probably got a million more mechanics in it for like different systems and stuff. The one thing I would say about this game is the map is tiny. Oh, is it? Like there's just, yeah, there's just, there's four or five different places you can go in this game. It's kind of like living in a town and you go to the shop for to buy this or you go visit the doctor or the pub or whatever and you can go do whatever. But he is adding more stuff. Like I know with this new content update with the multiplayer, there is actually a new area to explore. And what would and the point from, be of the multiplayer though? To play with friends. Who doesn't want to play with a friend? No, but I mean like if you've already said, like you said you've been playing the game for so many hours already and you said you've yes. like, not completed it but you've got right, right into it. If someone was yeah. to join your game at this point, what would you do together in a game? So with this one, we I'd start over again, first of all, because there's no point in... So it like, wouldn't be like challenges and stuff like that, missions you can do together. I think there is. There's different kind of things. Like you can focus on different aspects. So you can focus on farming. And then if you focus on farming, it's like, do you want to go for animals or products or crops? And then if you go for relationships, it's trying to get everyone to like you and they you can make them hate you as well. Like if you give them the wrong... People do that easy or... enough with me anyway. <laughs> there you go and then if you're if you're more into adventuring go into the caves and go into the like places where monsters spawn and killing and do you get xp or level down. up or anything like that yeah you do so could you just you continue you to go to... to your mate oh i'm level 100 is it capped or i don't know what level are you i i'm maxed out on everything so level 10 on everything oh so it's only 10 levels yeah yeah oh, it's please. like it's a quite a small game, but it's just so cute. But I suppose because if you're sort of guy making it, it's not yeah. going to be huge. I'm sort of going, she's mm. going, yeah, yeah, this. I'm going, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, I'm telling her, oh. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's, oh. Oh, it's so hard because it, there's the so massive. much to but no, it's like, oh. the map's tiny. No, it's like, it's yeah, so exactly. much but it's hard to kind of. You sort of sold it to me and then you yeah. took it back. But it's yeah. overwhelmingly positive on Steam. And that's by like 71,000 people. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it's really hard to explain. Like, all I got to say is give it a go. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But I absolutely love this game, and I know guys who play a lot of like first person shooters and zombie yeah. games and horror games, and they love it too. See, it's, it's, so... it can't be bad because when you go into the reviews on Steam, you always mm-hmm. get some red ones, and this is just all blue thumbs up ticks everywhere. So yeah. can't really be that bad. But it is very like it's a pixelated game. It's very old school looking. And I suppose, it is, like, it's it beautiful. Eight bit. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just like let's just chill out, relax, and just have a laugh and play it the is, game. It is. It's a good. It's a good game just to relax to and kind of while away some hours. And that's how I used to use it. And yeah, yeah. and then it got ported over to console, and now it's the first persons to get multiplayer and the new content is PC. Hmm. So if any of you play Stardew Valley, shells up for playing. So uh, how yeah? We'll I think I goes. think they said it's up to four player. So. Yeah, you can have cool. four of you do stuff but so good game i really like that one yeah and the multiplayer's coming people yes let's move this do you know what we've already been recording for ages and we haven't even started the games yet the actual proper games that we've been playing so maybe it's time to start <laughs> yeah <laughs> you just get in but that's no, been good there's lots of we've been getting deep into stuff you know I do like it when we get it, like proper into a game that chat and yeah. hopefully we can get into this one which is, I've, well, it's been mad, this game. It's everywhere at the moment. And you've probably all seen it. They are billions. Mm-hmm. It's all over Twitch. It's, it's just like, basically, They Are Billions is a zombie game. It's, it's like a 
real-time strategy, which you don't really get a lot of real-time strategies around anymore. They're more of like the games from the 80s and that. Command and Conquer. Yeah, there hasn't been any recently. No, Age of Empires. But that was the type of game you just, back in the day, that was what came out on PC. The PC game was that kind of game, wasn't it? Yeah. Grab your soldiers, move them over there, push forward, take out that. I've got to say, I really love this game. And I'm okay at it, but I'm not brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's a game where I've had to keep going back and starting again and back and starting again. And it's a really nice game to stream as well because the community can get involved and like tell you hints and tell you what they think and basically what it is it's like a real-time strategy but you have got a pause button so you start off you've got a map just like you did in commander conquer black map nothing there you can see your little area in the middle of that area is a little command center and that command center is is if that gets damaged by zombies the game is pretty much over there and then you've just got to basically defend yourselves from the zombies they brought out this new engine, obviously, because it's not so back in the day. The technology's moved on a lot further. So you can actually have billions on your screen at once. They've all got their own individual little minds. So they will all run in different directions. You've got like runners. You've got like these big fat ones that throw spit at you. And hmm. the, the basis of the game is just to keep the zombies out long enough. So you've got different levels of difficulty and it goes by percentage. Now, <laughs> Me and Jansen have both played it on low low difficulty, which is 20%, because yeah. they've only designed at the moment, I think it's four or five maps. The first map is really dark. It's like all brown muds. There's cliffs and trees, and there's like ponds and bits of water. You start off, you've got these five little archers, and you sort of expand out like a couple of inches on the map. You look for where you're going to basically put your bulkheads for your walls. And then you will build like a sawmill, a farm, just your basic sort of living stuff. So you put that all down and then you, you can pause it while you do that. You build that stuff. And then when you press the space bar again, it starts playing again. Now, zombies will automatically, if you make any noise in game, they'll, they will come and attack you. You really do have to try hard to get them out of the way and get rid of them before. Because if one of them comes into your base, it will literally go into like a little tent where people live, turn them four people in there into zombies, they'll come running out and they'll go into the other tent and they'll kill everybody oh, in there. Oh no. And it's like wildfire, it just goes right the way across. And, <laughs> and I mean like and millions. It spreads quick as well, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, if you get one in there, you're pretty much game over. It, yeah. You just watch it come down. <laughs> but because you've got the different settings, now I was playing on 22%, which was you've got one main setting, which is maps, and you can choose what map. Now, to get to the second map, you've got to complete the first map on 22%. To get to the third map, you've got to complete the second one on 40%. And it carries on and on, so it gets harder each time. Jance, have you got off the first map? No. No, nor have I. I got very, very close, but I just could not get off of it. I, I just got like a bunch of about 40 zombies. Last second got through my wall. Oh, no. How, how did you find the game, Jance? Yeah, it's hard because it's all to do with timing as well, isn't it? Because... They they come in waves and you've just got to have enough defense to hold off that first wave so that you can build up again before the second wave. And when the first wave comes, it might only be 20 zombies, but you might have not built all your walls yet. And there's just a little gap and they will head straight for that little gap. They yeah. won't go to the side where you've got a wall up. They know there's that little gap and they'll all come through. Yeah, they've all got so, their own AI and yeah. they will go in separate directions and they will go to the weakest link. Um, yeah. But it's like I've learned, I've played the game so much now that I've learned 
it's a really weird situation because they've balanced the game so well. You do something and you fail, and then you think, right, that was a bad mistake. Now I'm going to try this. You do that, you get a little bit further, and you fail. And every single time you get that little bit further, and I've got to the point now where I've unlocked everything on the map, and I've had a really good setup, and it's just been my personal placement of like weapons that's yeah. made me fail. Or there's been a certain weak spot where, because what happens is the waves will come on certain days. You'll have to be prepared for those days. So you'll get to day 10. Up until day 10, you've put down a sawmill, which is giving you wood. You've put down a quarry, which is giving you stone to build the walls with. But you haven't got enough of this stuff to really do anything with. So you start off by building wooden fences. But a zombie can get through a wooden fence really quickly. So you build wooden fences up. And like the economy in game is pretty much you've got gold, you've got stone, you've got wood, and you've got oil. And these are the things that you use to trade backwards and forwards. Say you've got a wooden fence, you want to get that down, you need stone. You, you sell the wood, you buy the stone. And then yeah, because as you progress through the game, you can unlock different buildings and you can unlock a market. And once you have the market, you can then start trading the resources you have for resources that you need. Yeah, I found it really hard at the beginning because I didn't put a market down and I was just, I, I had loads of materials coming in. Say you get like 500 materials coming in, then that's it. That's all you can get. And then you've got to build a warehouse and then that warehouse will give you another 500 or 1,000 and, and so on and so on. So you're always trying to counteract what's happening next and trying to be that one step in front. And then you get yeah. this wave of zombies come and it's not like a little wave. It's like a massive wave. There's, there is millions of them there and they just come yeah. at one side. And then you defend that side and you either die or you survive. If you survive that wave, then you're like, whoa, build all my walls up. Right, I'll put two massive um, weapons on there and that should cover that for the next wave. But then the next wave might come from the north and then you get the same problem there. And you get probably, like I was saying, to get the difficulty up and down, you've got different settings. So you've got the map settings, but then you've got amount of zombies and there's five settings for the amount of zombies from like really easy to really hard. If you go from like really, really easy to really easy, it'll be like 20% difference in the difficulty. But then you've also got a setting where it's a period of time. So you can have it a standard 100% is 100 days. You've got to last 100 days and survive. That's 100% difficulty. If you go to a higher difficulty, you'll get less days. If you go to a, an easier difficulty, you'll get up to 120 days. Or I think it might even be 150 days. And what yeah. that does is that gives you a big amount of time between zombies attacking. So then you get more time to build up your stuff and build up your walls and that. But I, I got really seriously, I got all the way through the game. Did you get to the point where you got the little rocket men? I think they're called Faintos or something they're called. Did you get to them? No. Once you get them, they're bad boys, man. Get a couple of them behind each wall. <laughs> they fire rockets and they just literally blow up like 15, 20 zombies in one go. Yeah. Um, I found them really, really helpful. I started playing a different way to everybody else. I didn't use soldiers, but everyone you watch always has a bunch of soldiers to go out scouting and sort of build your first little area up. And then when you get to the point where that whole area is covered with all of your houses, buildings and stuff like that, and research centers and stuff like that, I sort of just pushed out. They would use they would use like soldiers, push forward into the next section, then bulk it off, like put bulkheads there, and then use that area as well. And I think the trick to it is, spreading really fast going as fast yeah. as you can yeah because um, with the map as well sometimes you get a really bad map 
and straight away you send out like people in different directions to open yeah. up the shroud a bit and then you realize that there's nothing around you you're in a big open space so you have to spend so much time building walls around you yeah that's just, just pointless yeah because yeah, because sometimes is, you you just you click straight out that and then restart yeah. again because you think there's no way i'll be able to build a wall all yeah. the way around in time because you that's it you can't choose the map chooses where you start and once your hq is built there you can't move it so what you do is you come back out go back in like the trees on the map the rocks on the map and the water the zombies can't come through so wherever you've got forest rocks and water you just build walls between them so it's really really handy when you get like your house in the middle and then you've got like water trees and that around you and then you've got like, these little little walls up between yeah. the trees and the thing and then that really really helps you out with holding them back because you only need like a couple of weapons on each one to hold them back but yeah, and you can build all your walls in like the first five minutes because you're only covering these little gaps yeah but then also another problem i found is i actually built on one map where i built up two layers of walls on every bit and i got the first horde came from the left second horde came from the right third horde came from the bottom but then people don't realize when you get to the last horde if you've blocked off all three places at the bottom because they're really strong but you've got a weak spot at the top the last horde comes from every direction so it's like you've been holding them off for so long and all of a sudden they're just all there and they're they're at your walls and such an intense moment when they mm. attack that last you build up for, and it takes about four hours to get to this point but it's do or die time it's either you win or you lose you've been building this for four hours and all of a sudden it's like here they come they're coming the music gets intense you start getting intense and you start thinking man what do i do it's like panic time <laughs> and then yeah it's it's like gives you a really good adrenaline rush like you really feel like you're in that <laughs> game like man this is crazy and then you just yeah. watch it crumble but i did watch one person and he was pausing it me i just sat back and watched it happen because mm. i i just didn't think about the end game at that point but i watched this one guy he's like pause it right he's defeated the one on the right hand side coming he's constructed all of his walls got all of his materials back built a wall on the left side the second wall and he was actually pausing the game constantly and moving his stuff closing stuff down and selling it and moving it and that's a really good way to be able to back up because you've just got to last so once the yeah. zombies are gone from like south and, and from the like east, you can go to the west and then rebuild all that where the most zombies are coming from. I've seen some people playing it on 500% difficulty and the zombies, they literally pile in and there is, there is billions of them. Yeah. You know? oh, it's like World War Z yeah. where they're like just bundling over each other. Yeah, it's just madness. Have you played it, Shell, or have you just seen it? I've not. I've heard a lot about it and I've seen screenshots. I've not actually seen like a lot of gameplay. But from how you describe it to me in my head, I have it a bit like Civilization Cross Seven Days to Die. Exactly it's that. It's I pretty really, much, really want to give it a go. Yeah, it's pretty it's much you're just defending and you, you just make like you can be playing it for three hours. And like, yeah. uh, there's been a lot of questions to the developers from people about the, you can get the walls like where all the rockery is and then trees. My belief on this is a bit different to everybody else. You can have it where there's because the map you can only see from one direction. You can't turn the map around. So you'll be looking at the map, and it's sort of like 3D facing upwards, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. you've got a three-quarter view, three-quarter yeah, so angle. It's like you can see from like a bird's eye, like not bird's eye, like as the crow flies one direction, you know? Yeah. So you're looking at that, and you can see, but you can't see behind the mountain. So you can see the mountain there, like the bricks and all the rockery, but there'll be uh-huh. trees behind it. But some people have had it where there's space for one person to walk through between that gap. But on oh, your yeah. screen... The actual rocks are as high as the trees, so you can't see into that gap. 
Yeah, and I've I've had that a few times where I've built all my walls and then one zombie's come through and I'm like, where's that come from? And then I've noticed that uh, the wall that I built between like two rocks had a gap in it. And it's because the view you're looking at, you can't see that it's not all the way up to the wall. Yeah, and we had a discussion about this because you was like, oh, that's just game breaking. It's annoying. And a few people on stream have been playing it for like up to four hours. And then yeah. what happens is one zombie has just randomly decided to walk a different direction. And it's because they, they constantly creep up to your walls and will attack, but not in hordes, just randomly. And if you've got someone shooting a gun, they'll come. But they'll just like pick at the wall really, really slowly. But <sighs> you get just one zombie just comes wandering in from the right hand side. And people have had it where they've been playing for like four hours and they're really, really far into the game. And one zombie's crept through this little gap where they can't see the gap. And pretty much it's gone into a camp, turned four zombies into eight, into 16. Game over. Game over. And streamers have been like, man, I'm turning this off. This is really, really annoying, blah, blah, blah. And I actually spoke to them about this. And they basically said that, you know, the game is about you building up your defenses. Now, in real life, if there was a gap between a tree and a wall, you'd go over there, look at it, and you'd block it off anyway, wouldn't you? And yeah. Yeah, but if you can't see it, but that's you the can't. Point. But that's the point. In game, you can quite easily get a soldier and click to see if they've walked through that gap. That's not a problem, is it? Yeah, I know. But that now you know you've changed. But now you know you've changed the way you play the game and you've learned. Yeah. So, the, but the thing is, you're you're walking, you're working around a floor in the game. But it's not a floor in the game because they actually people have been asking them to actually make the map rotate, and they've said yeah. we don't want the map to rotate because we want that in the game. We want it so you're building a fortress to save from zombies getting in cover all the bases yeah but why not just make it so when you're building a wall and you get close to a rock or a tree they go transparent and you can see because when you put stuff down it shows you the squares on the floor yeah. that you can actually put stuff in so mm-hmm. you know where you can and can't place a block but if you're going from top to bottom and then you, there's some trees and as you come down you're going behind the trees it should make the trees transparent so that you can see that you're going all the way yeah. to the edge. Well, I never thought of that, but transparency, yeah, that would be a good move for them because, like, as you get close to it with your mouse, that perimeter of 10 squares each side will then go transparent so you can see yeah. behind them just the trees and the rocks. That would be quite good. Yeah. But, yeah, some people have been really angry. So is this something you're interested to play, Phil? Yeah, yeah, I definitely would have a go. Like, I love Civilization and I play hell out of that game so yeah, this, I would actually but this is so it. addictive and you're just playing yeah. the same thing over and over again but what they've done is they've made the game that hard as standard there's loads of streamers and they're, they're doing it 100 percent, 300 percent. and there's me and jansen are like i'm on 22 percent, and i'm like man I just can't <laughs> do it. i've been watching people that have been doing it for like hundreds of hours and they can't do it but they're still playing the game because it's so addictive and it's different yeah. every single yeah, time yeah but that's it i think that's what it is it's what you're doing is repetitive but each time you do it, you're doing it in a different way. So as soon as it starts, the map, the layout, where you are is completely different. Yeah. So yeah. where you build your walls, how you build your defenses, how close you are to the zombies, they could put you two foot away from a town and that town has got a hundred zombies in it. So you make a noise and they all come out. Yeah. And so straight away you're like, well, I could, I could die in the first 10 seconds. Yeah, because you do get doom towns, and doom towns are where the zombies originate from, a lot of them. But if you Ooh. get close to them and you shoot them down, you actually turns yeah. into um, like wood and like, stone, and you get resources from them. So they're pretty cool, but they are pretty hard to do. Have you done a, a, a doom town yet, or did you not get to that point? 
No, no. Yeah, it's pretty satisfying when you take one of them out. The thing is, it's it's a hard game, but it's hard in a way that it it pushes you to do better. Not that it it's think it, instead of just rage quitting. Exactly, like, that's how it. Could I have done that better? How could I have changed it? What am I going to do next time? Yeah, and the thing is, I'll play this game at night. So I'm playing it at two in the morning, and I've yeah. been playing it for like three hours. And then I'll go to bed, and I'm lying there in bed in the dark, thinking about thinking, it. If if I do this tomorrow and I do it this way, <laughs> this might work. The thing is, making notes by light. Yeah, you could always tell a really great strategy game because Jansen normally is very like tie and constricted. He he will play the computer for a little while and then he knows he's got to go to bed, he's got to get up in the morning, and he's got to, he's got to crack on with what he's doing. And he's very he's very sticks to his rules. But you always can uh-huh. tell a really really good game <laughs> because Jansen will stay up all night. And that's <laughs> only very rare. Empyrean, you know, he yeah. was coming home from work in a day to, to sort out all of his work. And he's like, I'll just jump on for a second. And he's messing up all his work, you know? Yeah. And this game yeah. done that to you, didn't it? You got addicted to it. Yeah, but that's it. It's like, because with my work, I go to work and then come back and then go back out again. When I come back, I'm like, oh, I've got, I've got a couple of minutes spare. I'll have a couple of goes. But yeah, it's true. Like, that's that's when I know that I really like a game, when... I I pick any little spare time I've got to try and play it. Yeah, but it, it's the feel of it as well. It's got like this really nice steampunk sort of yeah feel to it. So like everything's all little copper pipes and like you get robots in it that you can build and they all like they're all mechanical. It's it's, it's really well the way they've gone through for the apocalypse and stuff. It's and but the how the graphics look as well. It's so like clean and crisp. Yeah, cause because it's just like the old fashioned games you remember. But yeah. it's like they've, they've, they've used the space they've got now to put so much more into that game. Because when you play the game, most of the time you're zoomed out as far as you can go because you want to see as much as you can. Yeah. But you can zoom right in so that basically you're looking at a single person and the detail in each person just standing there is amazing considering yeah, how 4K, much you... Yeah. On a 200-inch and... screen. <laughs> guy with but, the same yeah. size as you yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's why i was saying like, i was like yeah in 4k this looks like amazing and yeah when you zoom in and you see the detail in the buildings and but i even think also the what it is yeah what it is as well the zombies because they've all even though there's millions of them on screen they're all individually moving they're not all doing the same movement yeah so you get that feel of them all piling over each other it's not like they're just all going forward in the same movement so yeah. on screen when it's that crystal clear on such a little aspect of the game it's like that one person and you see the guy next to him moving in a different direction i think yeah. that's what makes the graphics really really like pop and stand out because there's so many of them going on at once yeah yeah but that's it it's everything happening at the same time and like you said with the zombies it's not just one type you've got the slow ones you've got the fast ones yeah. you've got the fat ones you've got the ones that spit so yeah. did you know but, did you have any issues with frames or anything no, I haven't noticed any issues. Yeah, see, me neither. But a lot of people I've noticed, obviously, a game like that, the first thing you would think when you saw that on like a game, you'd think, man, all of all of that going on on screen at once, all them zombies individually moving, you know, the yeah. physics. Yeah. You'd think, man. But I've seen a few people where they're playing the game fine on stream, and then they're mm. like, yeah, the horde's coming. And all of a sudden, the computer slows right down, and then they're like, the frame <laughs> rates drop like, <laughs> immensely. It but might be the case of like when you do actually have a million all like attacking you at the same time. When you when you're yeah. playing at five hundred percent, 
maybe there is that issue. Yeah, no, I've well, I've had no issues with it, and I've had loads on my screen. But I think yeah. it's like lower end machines do it really because you've got to remember that that game's not going to take up a lot of processing power, is it? You no, know? not a huge amount. But, but I think it is just like when the zombies are coming, it obviously does take a, a little bit more, doesn't it? And yeah, maybe like a lower end machine where someone's yeah. got it running smoothly, and then you all of a sudden you've got five hundred zombies. They yeah. are going to get some issues. But I really wanted to get onto the second map. I even got to the point where I thought about, oh, should I just use a little program that gives you infinite money or something just to just to get there? And I was like, no, <laughs> yeah. no I won't do that. It's <laughs> <terrible>. <laughs> nah, it's Terrible. Nah, too early. Too but, early for yeah. change. But do you know what I mean? It's again, it's that old-fashioned game with the old-fashioned rules and regulations to it. I will keep trying. If I don't get yeah. there soon, I just need to be on that. Because the thing is, the first map's quite dark. It's all really dark and dingy. But the other maps are really light. You've got a desert, you've got a snow. And I'm like, oh, I want to get onto that map. <laughs> is, there it, no, is there no like free play or kind of sandbox like part of it? No, they Where you are going to. and check it out. No, but they are going to be bringing out, I don't know exactly when, but they're going to be bringing out like a, a, a sort of, not career mode, what's it called, that mode? campaign like a campaign where obviously okay. it will be like you're here you've got this and it'll be like a bit more command and conquer i think where it's like you need to build your city to this big before the horde comes or you need to do it uh-huh. this time but there'll be like challenges i should think but again that's just going to make the game more interesting for me because i i can't wait to try and like at the moment i've been doing the game and i just can't get past off the level um yeah so See, but I, I keep going back to this as well because I've I've played it enough where I know how to do everything. So it's there's no more learning for me. It's all about the strategy. So I find it a bit more rewarding that I'm not constantly making mistakes because I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you it's... haven't got far enough yet to the point. See, this is the thing. You think you've learned everything and then you play it again. You get to the point where it's at the end, you get caned and then you're like, man, like like for me, I went down the route of putting loads of the, I can't remember what they're called, the big guns with the bow and arrows on. Uh, ballista. The, uh, the ballistas, yeah. I put them all over my walls everywhere. And I had like rows of like like five or six on each thing, like two, two, two. I was like, man, this is going to be good. I'm not really going to need to do anything else. And I had the option to get an oil well and to start getting them, like the rocket launchers and stuff like that. And I thought, man, I'll be all right. And I just got the floor wiped to me. And then I played the game again, and I thought, right, I need to put these blokes in. So I got them blokes. And then I realized, hold on a minute, I could have upgraded all of my weapons. And I totally forgot that I could upgrade my farms, upgrade everything, because I was running mm. out of space. And I just carried on with the game. And then I thought, ah, oh, I didn't upgrade. If I yeah. had gone back and upgraded everything, because everything that- works in balance. So it's like you start off and you need food. So you get one farm down, say it gets 10 food. That will then allow you to have two houses with eight people in each then two houses with eight people in each will allow you to have a quarry which will have like four people in and a sawmill which have four people in and everything's calculated like that so you can instantly look down at the bottom right and you at your power and stuff like that and go right my power's on 10 i could put one more building down and then i need to get power so then you get power and then you go right mm. my power's on 50 so now i need to build more houses but i can't build houses because there's not enough food so I'll go and get loads of farms. So you put loads of farms down, then you put loads of houses down, and then it, and so on and so on. But you can read the game that fluent that you're like I've got to the point now where I can just switch the game on, bang, 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 bang. I'm just placing things, waiting for that, placing things, waiting for that. 
And yeah. I get myself back to that point where I messed up the last time, you know, and then it's like do or die, but, try something yeah, different. But that's what that's what I mean about like knowing the game now. Yeah. It's like there, there's no learning what the buttons do or what the oh, numbers right. are and things like that. It's all about strategy now. And yeah. It, oh, right. Yeah. I thought you meant knowing what was going to happen with all the stuff you've got in game. Oh, uh, no. Because it's like when I said to you the other day, I was like, oh, I've got my biggest problem is food. And then you're like, well, how many farms have you got? And I was like, I ain't got any farms. Because yeah. I was getting all my food through fishing and hunters. And you're like, nah, put down a farm and you get 50 straight away. Yeah. And like it's just things like that that but the thing is it starts each off- <laughs> each, each time you realize that there's there's more that you can do because it all balances out because then if you put down a farm you could get rid of the other things and the other thing is the population yeah. you can only have a certain population and each thing you put down has people in it so every time you put down a farm it might say that that farm has three people in it but it makes yeah. your population go up by three but then you need the food to feed the people you need the housing for the people and yeah, and it's got layers and as it goes further on like i noticed end game you need oil and you can only get oil from these little round like little ponds they look like yeah yeah um, and there's they're not as that many of them about now i only had like 10 spare men i had this oil coming in and then i was like right i'm gonna get this rocket launcher guys so i just done like eight of them and then it went you haven't got enough oil supply coming in to be able to maintain them so I couldn't yeah. get any more. So I was yeah. like, man, I need to find another oil thing. But the only way I could do the oil thing was is if I branched out even further where the zombies are. Now, yeah. I couldn't go any further where the zombies are because I didn't have enough materials to be able to build a wall further out or to get an army to go out there. So mm. everything comes back to bite you in the arse at some point. And you, yeah. it, it's like the game is just playing itself and you've just got to hope that luck and strategy is on your side. So you've got, you know what you're going to do, but you also are in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Um, and as well, like when you think, yeah, all I need to do, I'll build my base here, then I'll expand that way because I can see that there's stone there, there's oil there, there's trees there, and I can have that space to put more houses. Yeah. But just to do the expansion is so hard because you have to have people to go out to free that area of zombies. But then you've got to build these uh, Tesla power yeah. rods to actually get power to the new area and then you've got to build walls but as you start moving out zombies start coming in yeah but whilst you're concentrating on expanding that little bit zombies are attacking you from the other side and it only takes one little zombie just knocking on that wall for like five minutes and that wall comes down and you don't know because there's no in and then just wipes everyone out yeah because there's no alarm or anything like command and conquer when you're playing that... No, you do get a little red box come up on the map and it says, we're being attacked from the east or something like yeah. that. But the thing is, it has to. It gets to a certain point. Like You could have a zombie like banging on that wall for ages before it actually says, we're being attacked from north or whatever. I notice if you look at your mini-map, all the zombies come up as red dots. So yeah. as long as you keep your eye on that and you can see where the red dots are, if you notice what one is near your base then you go over there and you have a look to see if they're attacking you. But sometimes you're so involved in trying to expand this little area as quick as you can, you kind of neglect the rest of the camp and then you yeah. don't get that warning and then one zombie's got in and that's it, killed your whole base. Yeah, and you're just like, man, just watch it crumble. It yeah. kills your score at the end as well. But the, another thing I like about this game is is the simplicity of it. It's only got like 20 buttons and yeah. once you see them buttons, you know what they do. 
and it's just very basic it's like build that build that build that and it's not like this massive tech tree of research it's just basic things like the main thing you get is you get a, a research like building and in that research building it will have like 10 things like a stone uh, a stone department right where you build this building for yeah. stone and then you can unlock all the stone stuff it's yeah. very very simple but really hard to achieve the balance is so good because like you're saying with the research like when you get tech trees you've got 20 different things but then you've got to read what each one does and why you would need it and then work out like is this better than that but with this it's like you can straight away see well the next research i'm going to do is this because i straight away know that i need this this and this and it's it's very fast paced isn't it so yeah, but you can pause away, it but yeah you like the I, thing I, is, when, a good trick when you is pause, pause it, it every time you, you build it's good good to pause yeah but the thing is it's like when you pause it you can say you wanted to build a wall you can pause it and you can build that wall but the wall doesn't start building until you unpause the game yeah so it's and not then, like and then you've got like a zombie just slowly creeping over and you're like come on wall come on wall and you can see the green yeah. dots building <laughs> up you're like come on before it gets here and every now and then they do they get there before you and you're like man it's killed everybody yeah and sometimes if you've got something that's building a zombie comes over they can break it before it's even built yeah exactly but the game is like on steam it's got like very positive reviews and, and like you know it's a massively popular game and i think the main reason is is because it's you don't see that style of game anymore and yeah. what they've done is they've done the best job at bringing that into the modern day game engine. So they've used yeah. future technology to bring out a game that's old fashioned. And obviously because the graphics are so much better, the detail is so much better and it's so much more fluent and smooth. And but I think as well, giving it a, a different gameplay as well, because normally these kind of games, it's like it's more of a battle, isn't it? It's yeah. like your army versus their army. But this one, it's a bit more of a like Just, a defense yeah. strategy. But it's just defense. But when if you see the pictures, if you go and have a look at the images of it on Steam, that there are billions of them like building up, and you think, man, am I ever gonna fight against them? But yeah, the the game is nineteen pound forty nine, so it, it's for what it is. You might think, oh, that game for an old game like that, it looks expensive. But I tell you what, you will hundred percent get your money's worth because it's a game where you play it, you play four hours, and it's done and it's over. And then straight away, you're like, man, I'm getting back on it and doing it again. And then you're like, oh, I've got to go to bed tonight. And you end up not going to sleep because you want <laughs> to finish that game. And then you'll go to sleep once you die. But yeah, Shell, you've got my account. You can actually play that off of my account. So check it out. I've been thinking about doing that tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Because of because uh, Shell's in America and we're in England. She's actually seven hours behind us. So when we go to bed, you'll just be playing games all day. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> It's yeah. like you're recording at like five o'clock, isn't you? Yep, it's 6pm right now. Six, six p- hours. Man, it's crazy. 6pm yeah. there. And for us, it is... We started exactly, at nine. It's exactly, <laughs> it's exactly 12. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's midnight now. Crazy, man. Yeah. So we're in the future now. We're normally in the past. Yeah. yeah. They are billions. Let us know what you think, people. Let us know if we're just really crap because we can't get off the first map or any tips, but... Like, I reckon I'm at the stage where I can crack it, but I just haven't had the four hours with this computer build at the moment. But I will definitely be getting back on that because it should definitely stream it soon. Yeah, well, it's a really, really good game for streaming because obviously, people at the beginning, you don't get that many viewers because you're just starting out. But as you like, think I do it as well, I watch people streaming and I'll look through for the person that's on like 80 days 
because I'm like, they're coming to the end. I want to see what happens. And sort of yeah. you jump into their stream and there'll be like 100, 200 people in a stream that's normally got 10 people in it because everybody wants to be at the end and just see how they got on because you mm. can watch it all unfold in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, and you can look at the guy's map and go, he had a good map or he had a bad map or he had that in a good place. He had that in a bad place. I would do this. And you just get a, the, the chat just goes mad with everybody going, do this, do that, do this. And the guy's like, yeah. leave me alone. <laughs> but, um, but I tell you what, if you just to like, if you've never seen it before, the best thing is go on Steam and just watch the video on Steam. And that will give you like the main perfect, idea. Yeah, a perfect idea of what it's all about because it shows you getting it like it getting more and more intense where you've got two zombies. And then it shows you the billion zombies. Yeah, and it's just the proportions of them coming. You just couldn't imagine that. You yeah. couldn't imagine that, that a game would sort of have that mechanic where everything can be individual in that scale. Yeah. But yeah, that is crazy. They are billions. £19.50 or 49 Check it out. And uh, yeah, just looks like a mad, uh, look like a mad, it's a mad game. We really enjoyed it. Uh, I can't wait for the campaign to see what's going on there. And we'll we'll give you another update when the campaign comes out and we've played that. Do you reckon there'll ever be a multiplayer? Or is there already one? I no, there, I don't know how I, this would work with multiplayer unless it was like co-op. I'd assume it would be something like Civ, as in like you can play against, well, obviously the zombies would be the AI, but you both have your own camps either close together or far Yeah, but apart, the zombies don't of... have a camp, you see. Well, no, but say like they just what? come and attack your place anyway or like so what's both some... of you trying to survive on the same map yeah like is it might might a magic or Her- mm, that would be there? that would be a good idea though if you had up to four players and you in four corners of the map or i four mean you areas. could trade resources and help like send if someone's getting overwhelmed you could send over some resources yeah. or troops or something it yeah, just, you get, I just get a combined score by game. all of you making it together that could be quite cool. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Or go against each other, like you could divert zombies to them by building like a path or a wall. Well, do you know what happened to me? To your friend's place. I had a, ba- a battle between two sides with the zombies attacking as well. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, do you know what oh, I had? Go. I had how difficult that would be. I had one go, yeah, and I had I swear the best map ever, and I still failed it because of a stupid mistake. I actually had this, uh, like, say my camp's right in the middle of the map. There wasn't a lot around my map, yeah. But every time a horde came, whether it came from north, east, south or west, it would run round the outside of the map, go round all of my gates here yeah, and then come in from the north. And it was like a bug or something. And all of them would just run. You'd see them running like nowhere. It's all dark and like clouded out. You'd see them like mm-hmm. a couple of zombies running across there. And then at the top, you see them running across there. I'm like, I'm watching them because you get when they, the horde comes, you get a flashing zombie head like a skull going mm-hmm. around the map. And I'm thinking they've gone from like. Like west all the way around, yeah, and and past and back to the top. And uh, I was like, man, I'm gonna win this game because they're just gonna come in from one time every single time. Yeah. And yeah, I, I thought the game had a bug or it had some kind of thing go wrong where the zombies were thinking they were going down like a pathfinding and they were always gonna go there. Came to the last section when the whole horde came. What happens? They come from every direction. Aww. And I just built up the whole north. <laughs> but yeah Aww. i think that's enough about they are billions anyway we've we've uh spoke well about that because it is a really good game but let us know your thoughts people right jansen what game have you been playing well this month i've been playing a game called ruiner ruin her yep <laughs> <laughs> ruin her 
Yep. I like the way you add nothing. There's no life to that at all. You're just like, yeah. <laughs> all right, let me start again. No life to what? Me saying ruin her? Yeah. It's because I'm waiting for you to say ruin her. Oh, I did say ruin her now. Yeah, I know. You can continue. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so this month I've been playing a game called Ruiner. Ruin who? Yeah. <laughs> ha. Oh, right. Well, that killed that. Love it. Got to carry on. All right. Yeah, so this month I've been playing a game called Ruiner. (laughs) (laughs) I could do this all day. I know. Do you know what I'm going to do with this? You know what's going to happen here, don't you? What? I'm going to edit it. I'm going to cut, edit, paste all sorts of bits here. He's going to make a techno (laughs) remix. You'll come. Yeah. yeah, You'll put this on, and it'll be like, "Hi, I'm going to ruin her." Who? Yeah, my missus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paste <it> together. <laughs> Good start again. It'd be like, hi, I'm Jansen on Steam. I'm ruining her. <laughs> <laughs> All the way through, I'm going to put that in now. Oh, From this point God. on, people, expect to be ruined. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so this month, I've been playing a game called Ruiner by Raycon Games. This is a game that I've been talking about for a while. And I've had it on my wish list for a while, but I knew I was going to get it over Christmas because I knew I was going to get some Steam vouchers. I love the way you say that. You're like so sure. Like, yeah, I'm not going to buy any games in December because I'm going to get Steam vouchers from somebody. And you yeah. don't even know who, though. You're just like from somebody. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I, I knew they were coming. I didn't know where from, but I knew <laughs> I was going to get some because I always do. And who did they come from? My missus's sister. Can I just say, don't Google image ruin her. Google <laughs> image ruin her, the game. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, carry on. Everyone's now checking it. But the thing oh, is, it's word. like, we're saying it as ruin her, but it's ruiner. R-U-N-I-E-R. <laughs> no, it's not. R-U-I-N-E-R. Start My this whole thing again, in man. The notes, he put ruin her. So I Googled that. I was like, wait, that's not it. I know. <laughs> right. Okay. Start about this game again. Yeah. Okay. So this month, I've been playing a game called Ruiner. Who? <laughs> this is so. I, I'm never going to get bored of this. We're not going to get through this if you keep doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one that's got edit. All right. We're going to do it for real this time. Yeah. Promise. Yeah, so this month I've been playing a game called Ruiner. Yeah. Um, it's made by Raycon Games. And this is a game I've been wanting to play for ages. And we spoke about it on the last podcast. And I was, I was yeah, saying... Yeah, I was wondering if we did speak about it or if we didn't. Yeah, we, we spoke about it because I said that I wanted to get it. Because I think we spoke about what we were getting over Christmas. And oh, I yeah, s- and it was one of your list ones. Yeah, and I said I knew I was getting Steam vouchers, and this is one of the games I was going to get. So I was waiting till after Christmas to get it. This is so a me game. Like, just to look what, at it. Is it like, messed up? It's, would it, it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not messed up. I like up. the way it's, you were speechless there for a second. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's because of how it looks and how fast-paced it is, I always say, yeah, I don't like these slow games. Like, it needs to be fast paced. Like, this is fast paced, but on steroids. Yeah, like, it, it, do you know what? Looking at it, 
it, it's got a sort of Borderlands feel to it, like psychopath, sort of crazy running around, just murdering everyone sort of feel. Yeah, because the thing is, it's like, if anyone's played uh, Hotline Miami or something like that... Wasn't Hotline Miami, though? Wasn't that the old-fashioned one that had all the references to the 80s films and that? And the graphics yeah. were like 8-bit or something. Yeah, so, but that, that's the difference. It's like, with Hotline Miami, they've given it that whole, like, old, retro old school, 80s, yeah. like, Miami vibe, uh, vibe, and you've got all the synthwave music and things like that. Yeah. But it's... With that, it's a, a a top-down view, very pixelated graphics, and I've I've played that and I didn't like it because I don't like yeah. the way it plays. See, I played that and it was a big rave up about it years ago, and I bought yeah. it and played it, and I thought, why is everybody getting so hyped about this game? But it was yeah. the referencing to the different films. You have to be yeah. someone that was born in the eighties to understand everything. Yeah, so. I I was more taken in by posters and things like that yeah. with Hotline Miami, but the actual game I thought wasn't that great. And with this, you've got the same kind of feel, but it's set in the future. So you kind of have like a cyberpunk feel to it, but you still have that 80s synthwave music over the top of it. Yeah. And rather than having a top-down view, you've got a three-quarter view. But you've got really good, clean graphics. Yeah, and pretty clean. Yeah, and the gameplay is so fast because the way you control your guy, you can play on controller and you use your thumbsticks as one to you're move. You're going to say one of them wants one to aim your gun. Yeah. So you can run right but shoot left. Yeah, exactly. So your one controller is moving your guy around. The other contro- stick is pointing the direction that you want to shoot. Yeah, in. I don't know if it's just me, but I find them really hard to do. It's like half my brain doesn't work. Yeah, but <laughs> it's multitasking. It, yeah, it, it is. It's it is a bit weird to play coordinating um, two thumbs at once. Yeah, because <laughs> it's it's kind of like rubbing your head and patting your stomach kind of thing. <clears throat> yeah, but I can't you do that can't, you can play keyboard and mouse if you want to, and basically it's the same yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, but I can you're... do that because it's up, down, left, and right to walk, and then you're just clicking where you want to shoot with a mouse. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I like and that. A lot of people were saying that it's it's better to use a keyboard and mouse because it's a bit more accurate with the shooting. But the way I play... Oh, here we go. Just before I, he carries I... on, Shell, um, mm-hmm. there's a massive thing in the past with Jansen. I don't know how you feel about this. But he always uses a controller, and he believes he's better on a controller than a mouse keyboard at every game. Okay, I yeah, I'm I could see that. I like a controller. So what if yeah. you're playing like Call of Duty or something like that? You would use a controller over actually being able to move the mouse onto the person. I think there's more skill in using a controller than a mouse. But if you got the sensitivity right, and you know, the more practice you are, you're just as good on mm. one. See, the, we had a massive debate about it, and the outcome was Jansen saying. Me on a mouse, com- mouse and keyboard, and me on a controller. He plays mm-hmm. better with a controller because he's no good at mouse and keyboard. But yeah. then I was saying, yeah, if he was playing with just loads of views, you'd be fine. But as the fact that you're mm-hmm. playing with loads of like twenty other people, which are playing a mouse and keyboard and are good at it, you're always going to be behind. And there was a massive debate about it back in the day. But if anyone wants to listen to that one, just look through the show notes. There'll be something about Jansen having a war with hands or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's like me and hands having a battle. But I think at the end of the day, it's personal preference. Yeah. Well, you're going to do what I, you want to do at the end of the day. Anyway. Yeah. I enjoy the game more when I'm playing with a controller. And the same with this game. 
a lot of people are saying you can use a controller, but a mouse and keyboard is probably better. But I'd started on a mouse and keyboard and I was like, I don't like it. I'm, I feel like I'm too awkward. And then I used my controller and I was just sitting back in my chair comfortably controlling my hands and I could play it fine. And I've completed the game. So obviously I did all right. To get back to the game, your your controls are run whatever direction, shoot any other direction, but you have like a zoom button. And when every time you press that, you dart forwards really quickly, but you can press it as many times as you want, but you have a a, a meter that shows you how many times you can do it before you kind of burn out and you can then go into a tech tree and you can add things to give you more boosts so when you get into the game far enough that you've built up your your tech tree and you've got all these advances you're literally just zooming around the screen in every direction you've got other people coming at you from every direction or you're just Somewhere. smashing everything up yeah, and some of those people have got that Zoom thing as well. Other people have like a teleportation. Some people come flying in. You've got like mines that float around. Is it like really, really hectic though, like to the point where you're sort of a bit like, oh man, just leave me alone? I, I know like when you get these like bullet frenzy games and it's it gets to the point where there's so much, yeah, so much on the screen, you don't know what to look at. But with this one, it's coordinated. So you are using skill. Because as much as you're zooming around the screen, you're using those zooms around to dodge bullets and stuff that are coming at you. So you can't just keep zooming up, down, up, down, up, down. Because the thing is, you can still get hit whilst you're zooming. So if someone shoots you and that bullet hits you, you will lose some life. So you you do have to be quite tactical with the way you move around. How far did you get through this game? I completed it, yeah. And how long did it take you? Uh... Not sure. I di- I remember afterwards. I looked at my Steam account to see how many hours I played. I think it might have been six or something like that. Six, seven. So it's pretty pretty small game, but then it's yeah, it's not that expensive. It's only fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Did um, you buy the soundtrack? Yeah. And I was going to say about this because with you, yeah, you you're know always like, I uh, yeah, I I don't know why anyone would buy the soundtrack for a game. But like I said, if you play a game and that soundtrack is good, you'll want to get it so you can listen to it whilst you're not playing the game. And But yeah, I, I could I got, see that if it was music that's real music, but when it's just synth, I don't know why I'd listen to that outside of playing yeah, a game. Some, yeah, sometimes like you just want background music and you don't want like Rihanna blasting. But you listen, yeah, but you listen to synth <laughs> music anyway, don't you? Yeah, but it's it's because it it's very like relaxing. Uh, yeah, it's relaxing. So if I'm doing like say I'm working on Photoshop, it's like I can listen to that music in the background whilst I'm concentrating on a design. If I'm listening to like drum and bass, like that get kind of gets me amped up, and then it's like I want to get up and start dancing. So <laughs> it's the same. Like just if you, through my head now. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're trying to like design something and then two minutes later Shel, like you, having a rave do you ever listen to synth wave no do you know what synth wave is i'm gonna be googling it when we're done <laughs> basically um i'll give you a link in a second anyway but basically okay. do you ever watch dr disrespect <laughs> no. you don't know who dr disrespect is no how crazy is she <laughs> have you watched stranger things 
It's on my list. Oh my oh. god! Where did <laughs> we find her? Yeah, I know. Where, where, where have you been for the last? You're worse two years? than me in Star Wars. I was going to say Nick's not watched Star Wars. I haven't watched all of them. There you go. The, talk about him. Star Wars. <laughs> basically, you yeah, know, eighties games. Oh yeah. It's basically the music from that, like an eight-bit sound. With this, it's like I got a deal because it was on sale, and it's normally it was normally twenty pound with the soundtrack, and I think I got it for something like twelve pound with the soundtrack. So I thought, yeah, why not? I buy soundtracks to games. Though. I mean, I absolutely love the Legend of Zelda score, so I own the CD for that. Yeah, so I got the soundtrack with this because it was on offer when I went to buy it because basically I just went to buy the game. It was £20 for the game and soundtrack. It's £20, but, 18 pence. Yeah, but at the time <laughs> when I bought it, it was it was about £12 for the game and the soundtrack. The, you That's can buy why this, I got it. The thing is, the soundtrack it's must be all right, even though I don't like soundtracks, because it's £5.19 on its own. Yeah. I but, don't know who would buy the game and just buy the soundtrack without the game. But the <laughs> yeah, thing is, yeah. yeah, but the thing is, people, it might not be everyone's cup of tea, the game, but they might like the music. Mm-hmm. The thing is, the, the soundtrack is made by up-and-coming artists as well. So when I was reading about score that they use, they, they were saying that they use these certain artists to support them in their careers as well because yeah. – this is quite a small game and it's kind of like they're helping out these other artists as well. Yeah. But and, do, you, do you reckon they would let me, instead of paying the fourteen ninety nine, would they let me like take off the £5.19 for the soundtrack and then just get the game for just under 10 quid and I'll put my own sounds on there? Well, so you just play the game in silence? Put my own music on. <laughs> 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 yeah, you can ask them. Oh, man. But yeah, anyway, to get back to the the actual game, yeah, basically the storyline of this game is that you're you're a guy who's got this mask that can't be removed. It's like a helmet and the front of your face is all LEDs. You don't talk at all and it's like your emotions and stuff get shown through pictures and words that come up on these LEDs almost like a dot matrix so on the front like of your you face. It's a bit like you in real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could relate to this game. Yeah. But it's like when it, it like when you get angry, it will just say kill. Across. Yeah, because I've got pictures of that now and it's got kill all over his face. I yeah, yeah I did see that just now. So it, it's very like stylistic, the whole thing. And I was just drawn into it straight away. As soon as I saw it, I was like, I love how all of this looks. Then I started looking into the game and I was like, Yeah, this is a game I could play. Even the storyline of you being this guy, your brother has been kidnapped and then you're in search of your brother and you're going through this, like, it's basically like a futuristic, like Neo-Tokyo kind of setting. And it's even got like... Don't know until you tell us. <laughs> uh, Rencock. So it's even got like a, an Asian sounding name for the city that you're in. And it's basically set in the year 2091. Yeah. Um, it's weird how they've come up with 2091, isn't it? Yeah, I know. It's like just random. like a, yeah, it's like, yeah, let's just pick four random numbers. You're, you're in this city. You team up with this girl who's a hacker and you only know her as her 
no no one really has any kind of names in it and she's got me wondering even more because now it's ruin and she's called her so yeah ruin her yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's getting weirder by the minute but yeah basically like this girl she guides you through the game you don't really have much memory of what's going on because your memory's been a bit fried and so she kind of fills you in on what's been going on and that your brother's been kidnapped and she's going to help you find him and basically she can hack into other androids and cyborgs and things like that and even through the levels if there's a gate that can be opened like she can she's hack like into to that help you out all the way through yeah it's... so she's she's kind of like in your ear all the way through telling you what to do where to go and then you also have a guy uh, called the mechanic who you can go to for upgrades it, do you know what? It seems like a kind of game I'd like, but the, like I said before, the one flaw I find with this game is it's only single player. And for this day and age, that sort of game would be a great game like upon what it already is. If it was a sort of game, like you said, there's a girl going around with you. If I could jump in and be the girl, you can be the main player. Um, uh, yeah, it, I don't know if if I feel like this game would be better if it was multiplayer, if say me and you were on the screen at the same time, a bit like kind of gauntlet where you can have a few people going through the game at the same time, it would probably be mayhem because it's so yeah. fast paced and you'll, you'll be all over the place. It might get a bit much and where you've got this girl helping you, she's kind of just a sidekick. She's not that in that much involved because she's not where you are she's everything she's doing she's doing remotely so as you go through the game she'll say like oh you need to go through this i'm gonna unlock it from my end do you know what it might be it might be just the fact that like for me gaming nowadays like over how i used to game like i spent my whole life gaming on my own on my pc just playing by myself and then like obviously now we've got this massive community we've got all these people to play with i stream like you probably agree with me shell it's the same Mm -hmm. for you it's like once you've done all the streaming and you've been playing all these games with a big community of people, it's like you just get used to getting on the computer and people being there to play with and you play a game that people are on there with. And it's yeah. like me thinking now to going back to playing a single-player game on my own, like even when I was playing They Are Billions, it's a single-player game, but I'd play it and my community would be there watching, chatting to me about what's going on, trying to help me. So I think it's more the fact that I find it's a struggle to go back to them old days where I'm just sitting at my computer and there's no contact from anyone. I'm just so used to someone being talking there. Yeah, but sometimes you want that though. Like I, I think, think it's with you, too far gone it, for me. No, I think it's personal preference because I think with you, where you're so hyperactive, that you need people around to like talk to. It's like yeah, you sitting maybe. in a quiet room will probably send you crazy. So you <laughs> need you. you I like need to sit ex- in, a, in a dark room, switching the light on and off in the corner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. You you need. You need an outlet, so you need people around you to like, interact with constantly. But with me, I can play a game like this, just sit in a room on my own, cup of coffee, and then like just head down, play the game, and then yeah. just like work through it. And even though how fast-paced this game is and how crazy it gets, it's still quite relaxing for me to just play a game on my own. Mm. And it's a bit of me I, time, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I've got my headphones on and they're noise cancelling, so I'm not hearing anything else around me. I'm just uh, playing the game, 
I don't feel like I needed to play with anyone else at that point. So basically, when you start this game, the weapons you have is a handgun and a bat. But as you progress through the game, you can upgrade your weapons and you can get anything from flamethrowers to rocket launchers to plasma rifles. Because there are lots of weapons in the game, though, like there's a real real mass amount you can collect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's loads. There's, There's probably about 20 altogether. And the way you get them is by picking them up. So as you play through the game and you shoot someone, they drop a weapon. You can pick it up. Yeah. So the gun you start with, you've got that all the time, and that's got unlimited ammo. And uh, you can upgrade your gun through your tech tree, but then as you pick up guns, you have them for a certain amount of time. And when they run out of ammo, you then drop them. And you you go to your default gun again. It's got that like sort of old skill feel where you know like you pick up like you know in the old spaceship game where you're floating along. Can't remember what it's called, like R type or whatever. Where you pick oh, yeah. up you pick up like a coin off the floor and then you get three way bullets or yeah yeah it's a little bit like that because you can pick up guns that are quite rare and it they kind of have colours around them. So where you see. Yeah, so when you see a gun that's green, you know that's quite good. You see one that's purple, you know that's really good. Uh, and you you could pick up a shotgun and it, straight away it will show you that's got 10 rounds in it. So you know you've got 10 shots and then you'll drop it. But yeah. then you might pick up the next one and then that might be a shotgun as well, but that might have 20 rounds in it. So they the different power of the gun and the ammo varies depending on what you pick up. It is like as you progress through the game, the the guns do get better. So it's not like you're getting the most powerful guns on the first level. But you do have a melee weapon as well, and you start off with a bat, and you can then upgrade that to bat with nails in it. Uh, you can get a sword. You can get a yeah, hammer. Just, just your you normal get, progression, basically. Yeah. I kind of preferred using the melee weapons more than I did the guns because – where you're like running around so quickly you're shooting in like million different directions but i liked getting up close to someone and then hitting them with a melee weapon and then if someone was a bit Is further away you're using the controller and it was harder to aim uh not really because you've got to put a lot of bullets into someone to knock them down yeah and with the melee weapon you can hit them two or three times and they go down also you have finishing moves so when you take a certain amount of life off a person, they go into a stunned state. And at that point, you press your Fatality. finishing button. Yeah. And you can literally like stomp on their head or like rip off their arm or something like that. There'll be some finishing move that you do to him. But when yeah. you do that, it releases XP. So that XP you can use for your tech tree. So as you're playing through the game, you want to stun people and get the finish and move in because that like will build incentive. up. Yeah, because you can then upgrade more and more as you go through. Uh, with the tech tree as well, it's quite big in the sense that you can probably have about eight things you can upgrade, but there's a lot of stages of upgrade. So you when you start you start with nothing but then you can then upgrade when you get your first upgrade it will be like you've now upgraded shields so then you can then choose to have shields but then once you've got it then there might be like six upgrades to those shields and then 
I like all that stuff. Don't get me wrong, mm. but for me, mm. that game, it, it's even though they are billion for talking about it, it's an old fashioned sort of game brought into the like latest technology in it. It's like yeah. this game's a similar sort of old fashioned game, and they've done the same sort of things. They've brought the graphics right up to date, and they've made the tech trees bigger and stuff like that. But yeah. at the end of it, was it good enough game to get over that? Just like copying what's been done before, but in better graphics. Yeah, because there's so much more to the game. Like there's there's been games that have that gameplay where you are just kind of like playing through levels and the levels are quite simple you are kind of going down corridors to an open space where a big battle will happen you go through a door down some more corridor to a big space where a battle happens do you get final bosses yeah and that's how it works it's like you're working your way through a level to then fight a boss at the end so it's a bit old school yeah and like with the tech tree you you have these certain things that you can unlock but you can only maybe use three out of the six at one time because they're linked to certain buttons. So there's three buttons on the controller that will do like special moves or whatever, or a perk or something yeah. like that. And you then have to link what, what ones do you want. And with the tech tree, you can move your points whenever you want in game. So when you get to a certain boss, you can't defeat that boss without shields. So then you, before you fight that boss, you go into your tech tree, yeah, you take all your, like that. yeah, you take all your points away from one and you thing them up and you, yeah, you put, him. yeah, you put it all into the other. And that's another element of the game where you've got to have like that kind of strategy that when you go to fight someone, you need to know, oh, what am I going to need to beat this person? What's it like and for it, um, saving and stuff? Can you save wherever or just save each level? Or... You, you can manually save wherever you want. But it does have like checkpoints, and the checkpoints are pretty like common. So yeah. pretty much as soon as you pass a certain bit, it's checkpoint. Pass a certain bit, checkpoint. So I never had to save manually. I think I only did once, and that was because I had to leave the game for some reason. So I yeah. saved at that point. It's one of those games as well where you will die a lot in the beginning you might not be used to how fast this game is and you'll just die straight away. Yeah. But the, the good thing with this game is there's zero loading time when you die. So as soon as you die, it no, will it's say... Not, it's not like, oh, yeah, I've got to load it back up. Yeah, exactly. It will just be like, yeah, you died. Here's your score. You just hit the enter button and then bang, you're just back there straight away. What? So you don't get put off by dying so you yeah. run into a situation, you do your best. Like normally you you die at bosses. You're not going to die anywhere else. So you're fighting a boss and then you die, but then straight away you're back in and you're doing it again. So, so you, you get that time to just keep until you beat it. Yeah. Yeah. How much is the game? Well, I think at the moment, I think it's fourteen ninety nine. And is, do you think that's a, a good price or? Yeah, definitely, because this is one game I really enjoy playing. And even though it was a short game and it's quite repetitive, the story is pretty good as well because there's a real twist to the yeah. end of the story. So basically where you're you're on a mission to go and find your kidnapped brother and you're going through the city and this girl's telling you like where you're going and why you're going there and what you're doing – there's a, a huge twist at the end and you're like, yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. 
Well, so, it sounds all right. I, I don't know if it's my cup of tea. What do you think, Shell? I don't think it's my cup of tea, no. Yeah, I think it's it's sort of, I think it's the that sort of game that you, it suits your personality, Jance, more. Yeah, definitely. It, it um, is very Specialised, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not going to be for everyone. But, A lot of people play yeah. it and be like, Dan, there's way too much going on. Yeah, but I might I might check it out from your account to give it a quick go. I, I don't know if it'll be my cup of tea, but I might just have a mm. quick go just to check it out. That was Ruin Her. Fourteen ninety nine, you say? Yep. Check it out if you like a psychotic, crazy mess, madness game. <laughs> then, Bullet uh, Frenzy. Bullet Frenzy. Then, uh, yeah, check it out. See, as well, I was going to say, this is the perfect kind of game and storyline that they could actually make film out of. Yeah. So I, I can imagine, like, a manga. Yeah, off, I should think it would have to get this. more, much more um, popular, though, for that, though. Yeah. Like, to be but, the top level, you know. Yeah, but the thing is, is to make an animation out of it, I can uh, imagine like... Oh, right, the, yeah, like a manga film, yeah. Yeah, the studio going forward with something like that. Yeah. Right, so, um, yeah, only two really main games this month, but there'll be a few more because obviously there's a few people missing today because they're sick and other reasons. But let's move on to the community and extras. Right, what we've all been playing, and it was Lee that came up with this, actually, Pinball Effects Free. We spoke about it on the last podcast, but we actually started playing it, and it's basically a multiplayer from a leaderboard. You all know pinball games, what they're like. Pinball Effects Free has got some really, really good details in it. It's just like playing a real pinball machine. What we're going to do is we're going to do a competition. Say the winner on the next podcast, and there'll be some kind of game giveaway or something pretty good. So if you do like pinball, download Pinball Effects Free on Steam for free, and there's one table that's for free. Um, I think it's called... Do you know what the name of it was, any of you? No, I can't remember. Uh, It was like Sorcerers. It was something to do with magic. It's the Uh, one with Whisper the Ghost. Yeah. Yeah, but (laughs) when you play the game, there'll only be one pinball machine that's free. Play that one, and basically all you need to do is add me on Steam, Extreme PC UK. Even if you've never spoke to me before or you don't know me personally, add me on Steam, and that will allow you to go onto my friends list, which will then put you on the scoreboard. And what we'll do is the game mode will be classic, because what's happened is if you play the, the other mode that's on there, you actually, over time, build up XP and you unlock multipliers, which, obviously, if someone comes, like, been playing for a month and someone's been playing for a day, you get massive advantages with bonuses from the XP. So make sure you play on Classic, and, yeah, you'll go onto my friends list, which means you'll be on my leaderboard, and whoever's at the top of my leaderboard at the end of, by the time next podcast comes. So for you guys playing it, there won't be a set date. It will just be the answers, the winner will be announced on the next podcast. So get involved, start playing the game, play it as much as you can. And if you can get up to the top of the scoreboard, if you if you don't know what the, the leaderboard is at the time, you can just ask me, what's the score I need to beat? And I'll tell you what the score is. And then you can go ahead and try and beat that score. And I'll keep you up to date with what the top scores are so that everybody knows where they stand on the leaderboard. Competition, pinball, pinball effects free up until the first, what it will be, the first of March, won't it? Yeah. So yeah, first of March. That's when the the prize will be read out. Check it out, people, and let us know your uh, what you think about it. And that's the community and extras for this month. Right. Questions. We've had uh, three questions this month, and yeah, some of them really really good questions. Like uh, I'm quite excited to talk about this. 
It's just a shame there's not more of us on the podcast this month to do it. First question is from Nixeldev. He says, not sure if this has been covered on the podcast before, but it'd be interesting to know a bit more about yourselves, like when you got into gaming, PCs, what you do for a living, how, how, how gaming fits into your lives, basically things like that, background, what, where we come from, why we do it. It's a shame that there's not loads of us on the podcast, so we can all talk about what we do, but for us three, we'll let you know about our backgrounds and that, and maybe when the, the other guys are on, we'll get them to do it as well. Do any of you want to go first, or? Why don't you go first? Yeah? Mm-hmm. yeah well, for, well, for me, I've been playing, and it's quite funny because not a lot of people that personally know me as a person know that I've always been into PCs. Like, Jansen, you never knew I was like a big PC guy, did you? You just thought nah. I was a bit of a nightmare out drinking, partying when we were younger. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite funny, really, because I started this journey on my own, and then I've known Jansen well, like, pretty much most of my life. I told him what I was going to do. He was pretty shocked at first, like, yeah, all right, you're going to get into PCs because you didn't really know me on a personal level. It was like acquaintances going out, drinking and stuff. But what happened with me is I actually decided at one point I was going to get back into PC gaming because my first PC was an Amstrad CPC 464, which was the proper old school with a monitor plugged into the keyboard. And I remember sitting there playing games from the 80s where... They were like on your floppy disks and that run flunky and like there was always track and field and games like that, which were just old school before the like, Commodores and all that sort of stuff. It might have been just before. But yeah, I got into PCs then and the coding, you know, when you used to draw the circle, I've spoke about it before, like you type up 10 pages of coding. Yeah, well, you get the book. You get a book with it, don't you? It's yeah, like big, a massive book. Yeah, with just yeah. numbers. Type in loads of numbers, and then at yeah. the end, it draws a, a shape. Yeah, proper coding. Like you, it took you four hours to draw a square and fill it yeah. in and fl- make it flash a couple of colours. But back in the day, that was that was the height of entertainment for us. And I've had a picture someone sent me once of a little boy sitting in front of a TV. He's got his food on the floor next to him. It's all black and white. He's got a big TV in front of him. He's got his video recorder. And he's just sitting playing a computer. That was me. I just sat there and played computer on my own all the time. I just loved it. Somewhere when consoles came out, I think it was more like sort of Master System. I lost touch with my PCs and I started going down the console route. And I got all the way to the Xbox 360. At that point, I was like, I had a, like a nice Golf GTI. And I was like, I don't really use my car anymore. I need to do something else. Basically, I sold my car. I went to the guy in the shop and I was like, look, you know, I want to get back into PCs and that. He got a list together and he was like, yeah, I'll show you how to keep up to date and blah, blah, blah. And I was out of the scene for a long time. Anyway, I looked at him and I was like, look, I ain't paying them prices because he was trying to mug me off, basically. I just decided to go and do it myself. So I went out, bought all the components, pretty much just built a PC, installed everything. And I was like, I got the bug back. Like I wanted to get back into it. I went and built a few more gaming PCs for other people. And pretty much I'm totally self-taught. No one's ever taught me anything. So I built my PC. Then I got bored. So I was like, man, I wonder what it's like to build a website. So I went off, went down the route of learning about all that. Pretty much self-taught again. Learned how to use WordPress, build websites and stuff like that. But again, it wasn't enough. I got bored of it. And you know, like you get that bug, you want to carry on. So I actually thought, you know what? I might get qualified in this and might be good to do some work. So whilst I kept my day job, I literally done an online course. It was meant to be a year long. And basically, I was like, look, I've done a month of this. 
I'm just going to apply for the exam. I applied for the exam, went off to this like governing body in like the high street near me. When I sat there with some woman sitting over my shoulder, she watched me. I'd done the exam, sent it off, didn't think much of it, came back 98%. So I was like, wow, even shocked myself. So I got qualified. And then again, building more computers. One day I just thought, you know what, I'm going to start a business up. And I literally went downstairs to my missus and went, I just started a business, um, registered it all online and everything. And that was it really. Didn't take it too seriously. Then I started doing like all the repairs and stuff like that. It was pretty good. Like, you know, Jansen, I was repairing you and laptops and stuff like that, weren't I? Yeah. I always knew I wanted to go into the gaming scene. And you'll know more than anyone else, it's impossible to break through that barrier. People go to school, they go to uni, they come out of uni still trying. They don't get there, do they? Yeah. Um, I set up the podcast. I got an, Someone found me and they said, do you want to do a podcast? I can show you how to do this. You can trial it for us. Started the podcast up. That gained more traction. And slowly, surely, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger until somewhere along the line, we found out, like I was saying earlier, we're now going to be building a computer for HP which for me is above and beyond any of the expectations I, I believed I would have got to before. It's something that everybody would love to do and get the opportunity, but it doesn't arise for many people. And so like, yeah, I, I feel like we've, it's just been an ongoing thing. And like you came along Jansen halfway through and was like, I said, I've got a podcast. And you're like, no, you ain't. You're talking rubbish. I was like, yeah, it's on <laughs> iTunes. You listen to yeah. it. It's like, it's actually really good. I've been listening to it. And then I said to Jansen, like, look, do you want to come on? Yeah, you've been here ever since. We started working 50-50 together. We've got loads of stuff in the pipeline, loads of products we're going to bring out. Um, and it's just pretty much every time we come to a brick wall, we climb over it and do something else. So yeah. lots of things to come in the future. But that's that's pretty much my background of how I got into PCs and why. Yeah, I think it's just something that's hard built into me. It's my, like something that's always been there. And when it went away, something I was always thinking about when it was away. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my boring life story. See, it's funny because yours is so similar to mine. It's like the timelines are slightly different and probably the hardware we've had is different. But the reasons why and when is kind of exactly the same because I basically started off with a a Sinclair Spectrum 128K with the built-in tape deck. That was the very first computer that I had. Yeah. Even yeah. before I had that, I was like fascinated by computers and electronics from as long as I can remember. And when I got that computer, that that was like the most advanced thing I'd ever seen. And yeah. I was on it constantly. But it's even like it, how you used to do them, isn't it? Like forward slash run, forward slash yeah. C. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of like, even though it was so basic, it it entertained me so much. I spent so much time going through the book that came with it. And it was, you were saying it's, you spend two hours just typing in code to bring up a picture yeah. of like a balloon. But it, and then it goes blue <laughs> yeah. and then it goes red and yeah. then it goes green. But it's like and then nowadays, it disappears. I get enjoyment out of reading motherboard books. I know that sounds really sad. Like, Shell, you're probably thinking, what, you sado? But <laughs> a motherboard book to me, every motherboard's different. To see all the different specs that you've got and all the different buttons that you can... That's why like, I'm like a sponge, you know. I, like, I read that book, and the next time I see that motherboard, I go, has it got this feature on it? It goes in, mm. never comes out. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of how it was with me and that computer. It's like I wanted to know everything about it, everything I could do with it. Yeah. And 
um, back then the games were on tape. So my next door neighbor, he had the same spectrum as us. So he used to buy some tapes and then we used to swap them over, record them uh, on their stereo, double tape deck stereo. Could you record them? Yeah. Cause it's just tape. Yeah. Just cause it, because it's tape, you can just record from one tape to another. And our local news agent is used that when to you, sell. You're bringing back memories for me, man. Is that when you used mm. to get the tape and you'd stick it over the little square hole? It had a little square hole in the top of the actual tape. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. yeah and and you put you, a little bit of paper in it to yeah, block it. Yeah, or you put a bit of record. tape. You just brought that back like fresh. I yeah. forgot totally about that. And you just stick a bit of tape over it so it's smooth and then it would let you record. Yeah. Because if you bought the, a blank tape, it would have that little bit of plastic. And then yeah. after you record something, you snap that off so people can't record over your stuff. How funny I remember is that? that. I yeah. remember that. It's like yeah. kids, kids nowadays will never remember when, like, top of, not top of the pops, like, on the Sunday, you'd have the charts playing. And that would be it. Mm-hmm. For that one whole yeah. week, it'd be the charts. would be like, quick, press, play and record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's it. You could do it with the games. Because it was on tape, it was as yeah. easy as just recording music. And yeah, me and my next door neighbour, we used to swap games all the time. And the one I remember the most is Chucky Egg. I was just about to say to you, yeah, no lie. Oh, not it's not Chucky Egg. But I played Chucky Egg as well. That's one with the ladders, weren't it? Like Donkey Kong. Yeah. But yeah, for me, like I've got a really, really strong memory of my mum. She'd be like, "Come on, we're going down the high street," and we'd go down the high street. We'd be walking through, and there'd be like computer shops. But back in the day, you had all the big, big cardboard boxes, didn't you? Like the big, solid boxes. Yeah, like you'd have like five different games on a random shelf, and I always remember going past like the bargain, like because obviously I didn't have a lot of money. I was only a little kid. We'd go past like the bargain basket, and it'd be like all these tapes in there, and it'd be like, "Oh, mum, I can get some of these." And it's like ninety nine p or something like that. Hmm. And you look at the cover, and you'd be like, "Yeah, Dizzy Egg got the whole collection yeah. of them." Yeah, <laughs> that and that's funny. the thing. It's like the games were so basic, but the cover art was amazing. Yeah. So you'd look at the thing on the front and it would be like some fantasy thing with dragons yeah, and barbarians on it. And you'd be like, man, this game's going to be epic. And then you put it in and it's like, it's the most basic game that you've ever played. You know what the funny thing was? Shell, we went back to a retro gaming event a little while ago and mm-hmm. there was a game on there called Head Over Hills. And I haven't played that game for probably 25 years. Like yeah, the most basic game, and Dizzy Egg was there as well, yeah. and Aww. it was just like, this game's crap. What are we doing? <laughs> it's like bouncing from left to right and then dying <laughs> left to right. And I, I can remember putting hours and hours into that game. Yeah, and and like we went to the show now, and it's like I've gone foot to the left, foot to the right. I'm like, this game's rubbish. I'm turning it off. Yeah, but even the loading times, you put a tape in, and <laughs> you would have, times. you you would just press play on the tape. And then it would just be making those like modem sounds. Yeah, and it's when it stopped at the last. You think it's been about half an hour. It should be ready soon, and you think it's stopped. Yeah, and, and like, even some of the no. games they were they were double sided. So halfway yeah. through, you'd have to take the tape out, and turn you, it over, put it back in again. And sometimes when you do 50, that, 50, it, would it? Yeah, whether it would carry on or not. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, basically oh. you put your tape in, you go away, have your dinner, come back an hour later, and hopefully the game's it loaded. Up, yeah. Did you? Yeah. Wow. Are you too young for the show? Or? I am, yeah. I, I really? did never play a game on a videotape, no. Oh, man. Sorry. Right. Floppy disc was when I came into it. Uh, okay. Oh, when, when did yeah. you come into it, sorry? Floppy disc. Floppy disc. Floppy discs. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> the thing is, even though I had that computer, I didn't have anything like that afterwards because I went from that straight to uh, NES. 
yeah and and so a lot of people who had like amigas commodores and all that i and amstrads like i didn't have any of those i think it's because the school i went to they had max and so i was telling you this the other day when i nick like we my uncle worked for apple at the time and my family wanted to buy a PC because they said it will help us with our schoolwork. <laughs> None of us knew anything about computers. So my uncle comes around and he's like, yeah, the best computer you need to get is a Mac. They're doing so that voice had... like he's got yeah. one tooth missing. Yeah, <laughs> one tooth missing. <laughs> it was meant to be my geek voice. And your normal <laughs> voice is a geek voice, Jansen. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so he sounded exactly he like sounded me. He sounded like a bit of a geezer. <laughs> he's like yeah i'll come around and i'm gonna do that mate yeah <laughs> i'll hook you up you got that yeah. bit wrong mate <laughs> so yeah basically he came around and he's like yeah don't worry i'll hook you up sorry and... with, with that voice it's like he stole it <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> the old Dale boy came yeah. around and... <laughs> but yeah so he said to us buy a mac and we just thought okay well we're buying the best thing because he knows what he's talking about so we basically got this mac that was an all-in-one and it's basically a beige monitor with a floppy disk at the front a keyboard and a mouse and that was it and this crt monitor was huge and it weighed about 30 kilos and the screen size on it was about 12 inch yeah and pretty much we thought yeah we've got a computer but yeah. because it was Mac, you couldn't do anything with yeah. it. But computers in them days, man, they were luxury. Like, no one had them. Like, I yeah. remember paying a fortune for my, for like, my dad took the PC out on finance or something. It was like forever he was paying it off. Yeah, it was, like... it, it was the same with us. It's like we, even though we got ours through my uncle who worked for Apple at the time, we still paid so much money for it that it was one of those things that no one ever had. And yeah. even when I went to school... And I said to the teachers, oh, I've got a Mac at home. They're like, yeah, they were, what's that? Yeah, yeah they, they were like shocked because they they knew what they cost. And the thing is, we weren't rich or anything, but we had this one you thing. You just all cost... thieves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had oh, this God. one thing that was like really expensive, but my parents thought like it would benefit us at school. Did it benefit but, you at school? Well, the thing is, we could bring our schoolwork home and do it. And if I did homework on it, I could take it into school and it was all compatible. So that part of it did work, but I wanted to play games with it. And because it was a Mac, no games were compatible with it. So basically I had this computer that I could only do my schoolwork on and couldn't play any games. Just kept looking at it dreaming. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds so sad. Yeah. And I remember the one game. You wonder why it turned out like this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The one game that I really wanted, I think it was Duke Nukem. And it was the first one. And I remember going into the shop and saying to the guy, yeah, I want this game. And he's like, yeah, it's a PC game. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. He's like, have you got a PC? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, what is it? And I said, it's a a Macintosh, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, it's not going to work. And I was like, no, I think it will. He's like, no, it won't work. It won't work. thinking, mate. Yeah. And I was just thinking, nah, I, I reckon it will. So I still bought it, took it home, put it in. It didn't work. And I thought, man. I wish it worked. And because I was like really young, that game was like an 18. So I had to go with my mum or my dad to go and get it. And then yeah. we had to take it back later. And they had to say, yeah, it doesn't work. And he's like, I told you. That's heartbreaking. But I know. 
when you're I, I have so many memories of buying games for PCs and we got my, my dad used to work for BT and he, all the like PCs they had that they weren't using we were able to like loan one off BT and we always had the worst PCs in the world and even the games back then <laughs> load it would the green the games were far too advanced for the pc we had well yeah. you know what i spent my half my life on a pc like that with it, like the frame so loaded it's like robotic across the screen yeah <laughs> oh, it's heartbreaking. But, but that's why when you've got something like that it kind of puts you off pc gaming because you're like it's so specific what you need to be able to play games on that uh-huh. i just straight away thought now i want a console and yeah. i just went nintendo and got the nes or you do and, you do what I did, go around the back of a computer in a desperate attempt to try and make any button work to make it go a little bit faster and switch the voltage on the power supply over and blow the thing physically up. And then <laughs> your dad comes in and goes, I oh, just spent a grand on that. What are you doing? <laughs> and then beats you down as well for breaking his computer. Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing like that happened with me. I just thought, <laughs> do you know what? I'll get a console. It's easier. Um, Why put it a big red button? big red button probably to make it like look like don't touch it it's a big red button but i was yeah. like touch it that big red button like a <laughs> rocket booster or something yeah but red is normally a warning so don't yeah, touch. a warning yeah. don't switch it because it's just going to go so fast you're going to go into the future with it. <laughs> and all i've done is set fire to the curtains <laughs> oh my word. Brilliant. Um, but yeah after a nez um i pretty much went from a nez to playstation one and then mm-hmm. I stuck with PlayStation all the way up to PlayStation 4. Uh, but somewhere in between, I did uh, get back into PC gaming. And like with Nick, it was that thing where it started getting good again. And you knew that there were good games out there. And it was affordable to build a PC as well. Yeah. And so I just had that thing of like, yeah, I, I just want to get back into it because PCs are so much better and I was like, at the time, I was living at home. I had loads of like disposable income. So I was like, I'm going to go out and build the best PC that money can buy. And basically, I bought everything, including keyboard, mouse, speakers, monitor, printer, everything for less than a grand. Nice. And that was like, literally, I couldn't have spent any more money. And I was like, yeah, great. I've got this like computer. That's a, it can play anything. And at the time I was playing Half-Life mm. and I was like, yeah, this is great. These graphics are amazing. But it's at the time it, it, I didn't have anyone else that had a PC. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the time I was playing the games on my own and then getting a bit bored and then going back to my playstation so it kind of just sat there not doing very much uh and then over time it just kind of got out of date Um, and i popped up yeah and then (laughs) that's when like uh i then i did upgrade my pc so it was a bit newer uh it wasn't wasn't the best pc but i come along and went whoa yeah don't that (laughs) yeah and then nick was like yeah like uh, like get involved in all the PC gaming and stuff. And I was like, yeah, look, I've got a PC, but it's it's not anything I can game on. Uh, and I've just been playing my PlayStation for the last 10 years. Yeah, but I came uh, around and overclocked it as well, didn't I? And you got a little bit more out of it. Yeah, yeah. 
but it was just it was outdated. It was probably about five years out of date. Um, do you know anything about uh, RAM shell? Mm-hmm. Well, do you know like DDR two, DDR three, DDR four? It's like different mm, generations. Yeah, yeah. And basically, we're now on DDR four. Um, DDR three was gone about a year ago, probably a, mm-hmm. a few years before that. Uh, and he's coming along with DDR two, which obviously <laughs> get red hot. And like you know, you get the heat sinks, like the big chunks of metal on top of them. This stuff was so big, man. It was like we had to take with two of us to get it in and out of his computer because it was so, oh so old school. <laughs> yeah, but th- these uh, sticks of RAM actually had copper pipes coming out of them with heat sinks on the end. So they look pretty impressive, but yeah, mm. bit bit outdated. And then that's why it was all right for what I was using it for because basically it was a bit of web browsing. And graphics and, and stuff on it yeah and it yeah it was real basic stuff so it did the job um but then i was like when i like got back with nick and we were like yeah like let's do this then i was like yeah okay i'm ready to like actually build a proper gaming rig because i'm fed up with my playstation now and then that's and- when the funniest thing happened jansen decided he was gonna buy everything the best he can on mm-hmm. the side Without his missus knowing, and the boxes <laughs> turning up at his house left, right, and centre. And she's like, yeah. How much is that? He's like, That's £300. What is it? It's a little box. And then he even went to the point of giving me his TV for Leo to use and trying to replace it with another black TV, hoping no one notices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, amazing. Uh, but yeah, you managed, uh, you managed to do about, what, two and a half grand on the computer, and then on the setup completely, it's probably going to be about four grand on it. Yeah, because I had a few bits before that. So I had my monitor speakers that were 400 and they were already there. Uh, Then it was probably about two and a half grand on the PC, uh, 450 on the TV. uh, It's expensive, man, isn't it? Yeah, but then because it was spread over a certain amount of time, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't like a big hit. Because yeah. like my keyboard and mouse, I've only just bought those recently. You still got things uh, arriving now. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the big bulk of it was just the PC. So, mm-hmm. but now now I'm like hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent back into PC gaming. And the thing with console gaming, it was good. Like when I lived on my own, I had like my setup was basically like cinema screen when it all the boys yeah. around there and barbecues and getting drunk and playing yes so i had a, a hundred inch cinema screen with a full like 5.1 surround sound which nice. is now sitting behind me yeah <laughs> and then like yeah all the boys would come over get some beers pizza and we'd be playing like call of duty modern warfare 2 and we'd be mm-hmm. playing four player split screen on the projector and it'd be like winner stays on and each screen would be like 60 inch or something yeah and like we'd do that like every weekend we'd do that before like going out on the piss and it was good back then uh but then as time went on like with playstation playing online was still playing with mates online but then you had to start paying uh like for the playstation network and i thought well that's just a Mm ripoff and so at that point i stopped playing my playstation and started playing my pc more and Basically, I sold my PS4 about two months ago because it's been sitting there for about a year and yeah. hasn't even been turned on. So, I, dust. yeah, exactly. It's just taking up room in a cupboard. So that's why I thought, where, yeah, where get do rid you, of that. Where do you where do you see yourself going, like in the future, with 
with games like just like us building up this business like better and better and getting as far as possible where, where do you see yourself yeah well pretty much the same lines as you like now that we've kind of got our foot in the door and we're getting a bit more well known i think a good direction for us would be to go into selling our own products because yeah. we've we've got so many ideas for new products yeah. and as we are you know, we are actually like gonna bring some bits out sooner or later aren't we which we've had yeah but it's such a long process to like pattern yeah. parts and stuff like that but yeah because we, we've got we've got ideas like coming out of our ears and a lot of it we use with customers who want custom work done and then they'll say oh what can you do that no one else has got and we'll give them a few ideas and there's quite a lot like, of stuff as well yeah and now we're looking into actually having some of our own products made and yeah hopefully you that never know be people the future. you might see an extreme pc uk item out there on the shelves one day hopefly. yeah but yeah in we'll the not too distant future yeah. but, um, right shell mm-hmm. how did you get into gaming and tell us a bit about okay. your background and how you got involved and stuff so I've I've always grown up with a gaming family. Um, I have an older brother who's four years older, and he's always been playing games. Ever so since you was one of the little that. brats that kept coming in his room, going, "Can I play?" And I'm like, "Get out!" I I was <laughs> player two. I was Luigi. I'll put it out there. Um, <laughs> so I grew up watching him play games, and um, he had from Atari onwards, basically. But when I started playing, was probably Sega Mega Drive. Yeah. And then I was very much console until my late teens. I've got a Mega Drive in admit. a box next to me. I love the Mega Drive. That was one of my favourite consoles of all time, but I never had one. I love it. Yeah, I've got the original one sitting right here. I love it. My brother's still got his and he still plays his. Pit Fighter. He's an avid avid video game collector. Like, he has everything and everything. Like, yeah. So I grew up with him playing and watching him, and then I got my own console, my first console that I bought, because my brother went along the Nintendo and the Xbox line. I got a PS1. So... I had PS1 and then PS2 and then I was like oh I really I really prefer the games on the Xbox so I went to a 360 and it was around that time that I was like I think I want to get into PC gaming because I'd heard what made you want to get into PC gaming so I think it was more the fact that I played so going back again I played video games on the PC as well we're going to like the floppy disks yeah so I remember I remember Commander Keen and to start that up you had to go in MS DOS yeah and type K-E-E-N-4-E it's stupid that I remember that (laughs) so there was that the floppy disks and then it got on to like i don't know my parents used to buy try and buy games that would be educational but it would never work why did parents (laughs) always try and do that i don't know know. take the fun out of games they think you're gonna like (laughs) like it because it's a game and it's crap but it's something interesting they used to be awful as well but then again to to be fair i was brought up different to most people i my parents brought me up to they just let me do whatever i wanted you know so like (laughs) Like most people go down the route of taking drugs and trying to do this and trying to do that. My mm-hmm. parents were like, mm-hmm. if you want to do that, just do it. Um, mm-hmm. So I never did it, you know. Yeah. Because um, there was no reason to, really. Um, you didn't so, have to rebel. Nah. And like, yeah. if I wanted something, they'd like, if you want it, you get it. And just did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, carry I on. Sorry. So I, I got, it's fine. So I got into PC gaming through, um, actually, it was World of Warcraft. So my ex, he played it a lot and he started like showing me all the video games you could play on his PC. And I was like, oh, I think I want one of my own. And then he said, you should get one and play World of Warcraft with me. So I did. I, I spent a lot of money. He helped me pick it out because I know very little. 
So got my first gaming PC set up, played World of Warcraft, and then, you know, kind of my collection grew from there. I played a lot of yeah, games. That was like the first stuff. game where you started getting people playing for the night and not going to school until people die. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, can, I can understand. I did get, not, not an addiction addiction, but I did get quite addicted. Like, as soon as I'd come in from work, I'd want to play. Yeah. yeah. Did you know in I, I, is it I China? I lived with someone that was like that. Is it China yeah. that Xboxes and Playstations were banned for like they've been they allowed now, but they was banned for like ten years or something because people were getting so into them that they were leaving their babies and stuff and not going to work and stuff <laughs> they, like that. There, were, there was people who have died playing World of Warcraft and stuff, but yeah. they have a curfew now. I know so there's you can a, only play it for a certain amount of hours a day. Really? I know I know there's a <laughs> there's a rehab. What, where everybody dresses up like an orc and that, and they all just meet up in like jeez, oh, a pub. <laughs> <laughs> no, a rehab for gamers. Yeah, I know. And they're like, they're all like, look, don't play this game. Go down a pub and drink. Be an alcoholic <laughs> instead. Oh my god, come here for a real Clearly. rehab. <laughs> but um, yeah. So anyway, played video games on PC, and then I. This is when I lived in England. Obviously, you mentioned earlier, I now live in the States. I met my now husband through Twitch. And then we got together. I moved over a year and a bit later. And I've been living here since. And now I play on an Alienware laptop, which I'm sure Nick will love. <laughs> Jackson, <laughs> you haven't had this conversation with her yet. What's your view? I, know. <laughs> I, I, I have no problems with that. I really like it. What's Jansen's view, though? What, on an Alienware laptop? Yeah. That's probably a waste of money. Basically, I don't have the like, whole desk set up in the room. So I, when we move down the line, I'll get my gaming PC back because I do miss it. But it does me, it does me good for now. But yeah, with well, your previous gaming PC, was it one you built yourself? No, it was but, one that my ex had kind of bought. Yeah, but he, is... he knew how to build them, but he couldn't be bothered. Yeah, but this is I, what I, I was <laughs> saying. For somebody that's getting into gaming, Alienware mm. is the first choice because you know it to be the best gaming out there because it's the commercial gaming laptop that you see first. But mm -hmm. like you'll spend, say you're on the podcast for the next six months and you decide mm -hmm. to build a gaming PC, I can guarantee mm. you, you will end up going out, sourcing parts, building it, making it, and you won't have one issue and it'll be 100 mm -hmm. times better. And I guarantee you, if you do get a gaming PC, that's what you'll do after uh, spending some time with us for like playing games i bet i bet i find i find out all the specs which i'm gonna i'll paste through to you now they're there because you were asking about it the other day so that's all the specs for my laptop all right cool i'll have a look <laughs> <laughs> yeah go on carry on then anyway i'll look at your specs <laughs> you look at my specs yeah so um god I've, I've kind of not gone linear at all i've gone backward and forward yeah so <laughs> i'm really bad it's so like yeah Pulp fiction movie if you can keep up with me by now. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, been, so, I've saying, been keeping up, all right. So I'm, I do love my console games, but I do love PC. I love my PC, but I'm very much a social gamer. So I will play with friends and with people. And yeah, sometimes I will like just chill out and play a game by myself. But I really love kind of social interaction, which is why I'm into like quite a lot of MMOs and multiplayer games. So I play a lot with friends, but I love like I'm, I'm very much a Nintendo girl. I love Nintendo and the Switch at the moment is my absolute favorite. Nintendo Switch. I, 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 know, I, I was going to get one of them for my kids, but the fact that they can take it in the car is a no-no. I'll never see them so, again, so I've told them no. See, <laughs> I, I kind of feel like a, if I play with a Switch, it just feels like a kid's toy. Yeah, it's like... It depends on what you play, though. Like, I've... 
I've played like the new Zelda is incredible and it's easily in my top five games of all time. Yeah, but I've and got Marin, that downstairs, I which I got for Leo, and he dropped his axe in the first ten minutes because he didn't like the look of it, and then he couldn't play it, and now he's bored of it completely. He bored of what? He's bored of it completely now. Zelda. Yeah, because he dropped his axe at the beginning and just pick it up. <laughs> yeah, but he wandered off and he's like, I'll get another weapon. That one looks rubbish. And then he couldn't yeah. find it again. And he's like, oh, I've had enough of this. And left. <laughs> so this is, I think this is the first Zelda where it's actually, um, you only get one weapon that is there all the time. Everything else wears out, breaks, and you have to keep collecting weapons as you go. Oh, right. So it's a bit different as in that way, but yeah. I couldn't get on with the controls, though. The controls were upside down for me. Oh, my God. You're breaking See, I... my heart. <laughs> like, it's such a good game and to hear anything negative about it. I'm like, what are you talking about? It is a really good game. Don't get me wrong. It's the rating. It's you incredible. can't deny that anyway because it's like one of these game of the year and everything. But mm-hmm. to a PC gamer, I find the controls are yeah. uh, opposite buttons even to an Xbox or a PlayStation that I'm used to if I yeah. was to play a console. But Well, with, with my PC, I play a lot. If I can get away with that, I play a lot with my Xbox One controller. Yeah, that's what I use as well. Yeah, I don't like... Again, like I used to play a lot with keyboard and mouse, but when I was yeah. at my desk, and now because I'm playing in the way I am, I don't get a lot of chance. But don't you feel like a game is designed to be played on a, a controller? You feel more yeah. immersed in a game with controller yeah. because a keyboard and mouse is basically office equipment. So That's why would exactly you... how I feel. Like I yeah. was brought up with video games or controllers because... Yeah, I was console console. Yeah, but that's and the thing. If you, if you do your was, homework, you have to sit down at a keyboard. If you was exactly. a true PC person, both of you, yeah, yeah, you would be used to the old-fashioned games with a mouse and keyboard. But that's true. And the whole time you spent majority of time yeah. on on a console. Yeah, but, but the thing I got, is, I got used to it later in life. Yeah, so. but uh, the thing is, it's like it's purists, and purists piss me off. Yeah. So yeah. I don't care what they say. Uh huh. I'm the same. I'm exactly the same. I think if you enjoy it, no matter what it is, how you're doing it, it's all good. Yeah. So like, that's all that matters. So where was you in your life story anyway? Where did you get up to? You got Switch. I'm, I've been really bad. I'm not chronological. <laughs> <laughs> if you still go back, people, and put it all into order. Yeah, if someone could edit this. I'm sick, as you may be able to tell, so I'm blaming it on that. <laughs> so, yeah, so now I've got my Alienware. I said about the Switch. Um, because my husband's a streamer, we actually have all the consoles. Yeah. So I'm I'm very lucky as in the fact that at the moment we are playing the Xbox One X a lot, which yeah. is great. And I, I was a bit dubious about it because obviously it's only meant to be an upgrade to like hardware and graphics, but actually. Well, at least that one yeah. is true 4K, unlike yeah. the PS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is great, but. Do you just think you'll always be a gamer? Because it's quite funny because like in this day and age, like mm-hmm. what is 2018, and it's only I only noticed lots of women gamers coming in when Twitch came in. But like you I yourself, think, you said you've been yeah. playing games for years. Is yeah. it just the fact that the mainstream other people have done it, so you started becoming popular with it, or is it that no, I it's think, always been there? I think it's there? always been popular among girls. Yeah, I just think it's not been known. Like there's always yeah. that internet joke of anyone who plays video games is if they say they're a girl, it's a dude. Yeah, but yeah. I think a lot more gay. gay like a lot more games are played by girls. And but I, I think, I think that in all areas, acceptable now. Yeah, I just don't think it's like just that. I think like mechanics, everything. I mm-hmm. think it's always been there, but you just never see it. Yeah, and it's now, now, now it's more mainstream. Yeah, yeah, it's not as common. If you if you looked at the numbers, it's probably more men than women. Yeah, but it doesn't. It's probably not as far apart as people think. 
But I think what Twitch done was kind of bring it to light that, yeah, there are a lot of girls out there that do mm-hmm. play games. I've got a good question and for I you, think, though. Yeah. I'll go, do you want to go first or should I go for the questions? I was just going to say, I think, like, things as well. Geek is very in. I think the Big Bang Theory and things like that have made it very socially acceptable to play video games and it's cool. And I think, mm. you know... But that's something that relates like sort that. of to something that I don't like as well. I don't like that because it's... They say, like, you get people, you'll get a big muscle man with geek on his T-shirt. And to me, <laughs> it's just about... Yeah, whatever. Like, I'm yes. from the opposite background. I'm nowhere near like a geek. Everybody mm-hmm. knows me as a totally different kind of person. Yeah. But deep down, that's in me, and it's always been in me, and I've always done just what I wanted rather than, oh, I'm going to wear a T-shirt saying it because I want people to think that I might be like that. I think it's a different. It's a difference between someone who truly is into this kind of thing and someone who is a poser. Yeah. But, because yeah. it's in, you'll get you'll get the people who. But this is another thing. Like yeah. we touched on it earlier, which would be good to get your view on. I know a lot of women, yeah, that mm-hmm. will walk around all day, and they're like Barbie dolls, and they will take <laughs> pictures of themselves constantly in different areas, like women's toilets or whatever, just to yeah. say, "Look at me, world!" Like I constantly need reassurance that I'm perfect and everyone loves me. Does it annoy you? Because like you you stream on Twitch as well, yeah. Uh-huh. Does it annoy you that you're doing a genuine stream playing games and stuff, and you got some girl got a million more views than you because she's sitting there with like a low cut top or something? And like I've seen <laughs> ones where there's like yeah. a girl and the game is like six inches in the corner, and then yeah. the, the camera. Oh yeah, I've seen the camera's her. Yeah. It's like yeah. Yeah. look at me. Yeah, yeah um, so the stream, the stream is her, and the little yeah. box is the game. <laughs> is that how I you seen, did your I stream? No, I don't know. No, the thing is, though, it never annoyed me. I just used to laugh at it because I was thinking, oh, it's. And they do it for the donations mostly. Yeah, but it's so cringy but because it's like. It is. It's it like is. selling yourself. Yeah. It is. It is. It's basically one off a cam girl. Yeah. Yeah. It's no it's, different. Really. Yeah, but it's like. But I know people I know. that have got no interest in computers and that. And then yeah. they would go and do that because, like, I can. Like, it's a self. This day and age, the youth today mm-hmm. is all about them being reassured that like you know they've got to be perfect looking look at me i'm an ugly bastard but i don't care (laughs) you know at least i'm a proper geezer (laughs) (laughs) i think it just runs in different circles like they do it for completely different reasons i do so i i started doing it for a community some friendships some fun and because i love playing video games and i used to play games that not a lot of people were streaming at the time so it's just i don't know and like with my husband, his his streaming community, they were awesome and they're amazing and they've known about me and everything and they kind of went for us on the journey together because we met on stream. So it was just different. But what, like girls, one day you just popped into annoying. his camera? Like a bubble? <laughs> no, not quite. Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> but like with these girls, I know it annoys guy streamers a lot more than it does other girl streamers. And that's because they're like, oh, they got a pair of boobs, therefore they get a million views. And I can understand that. It must be annoying because it's kind of like they already have an advantage just by being a girl. And yeah. going back to like when I played World of Warcraft, because I was a girl. Well, we'll probably get a lot more listeners just this. because you're on it. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> but like just because I was a girl in World of Warcraft, I used to get so much free stuff. And my boyfriend at the time was just like, what the hell? <laughs> it was just like so annoying because it would take him like months of grinding to get like this yeah. one bag or something. And I'd have someone going, oh, do you have any all the bags you need? Do you have this? Do you have this? And I'm like, oh, I could do with this. And I'd get it. Yeah. yeah. Now now I think, oh, God, that's really bad. But 
at the time I was still very new to like online gaming and I didn't know use that situation yeah but I suppose streamers now like when you've got guys that actually want to make a career out of streaming Mm -hmm. and they're being held back because of their gender yeah it probably is frustrating like obviously like with you Nick it's not it's not anything that big it's just part of like the bigger yeah, picture this is what i was trying to explain PC. to people people with me will go i'll get a lot of people comment and go you need to do this on your stream to get popular you're never going to get popular the way you're doing this you're never going to get this you're never going to get big with this but for me my stream is i'm not looking i don't care if i don't ever get over five viewers because mm-hmm. my stream for me and i know what my problem is is that i change my game every week you have to have <laughs> consistency for people oh, yeah. to keep watching you like I could, I could it's, play it's a game. It's very rare for a variety streamer to yeah, make it. Because right. I could play a game for a week and I'll get like 100 followers, yeah? And all them people will be talking to me and they'll be like, you're coming on tomorrow. And then I'll get another game to play, like review or something. I'll play that yeah. and instantly all of that 100 people are gone and it's back to the same five people that I know coming on, you know? And... That's exactly the problem we had. We had that with Call of Duty. Yeah. So he, my husband, got asked to play Call of Duty to constantly, constantly, constantly Black Ops. Yeah. And every time he did, he would get like one or two to five hundred followers a night, yeah. which is great. But, but then when he wants no to play, fun in it anymore. he it wants to work. play. Yeah. yeah, it became a grind, and he was like, "I'm kind of sick and done with it now." Yeah, and he would get like a couple hundred people viewing it, and then it would always, "Can I play with you? Can I play with you?" As soon as he switched up the game, they were gone. Yeah, and that's exactly. And it wasn't building a community. It wasn't building something that was fun. It was just building kind of a yeah. people would jump in. Can I play with you? Play with him. It's like it's like I always say to some people that are starting out streaming people are say do a giveaway but the point mm-hmm. is you do a giveaway yeah you will get 50 followers to get your like mm-hmm. foot in the door with getting the, the, the donations and stuff like that but yeah all you're doing by doing a giveaway at that point is getting 50 people like one guy will go and get all his mates say quick follow him like you can do a giveaway do the giveaway yeah. you never seen the people ever again you just you just got wasted yeah. your money um they come in they get the stuff and they go yeah so it's just pointless yeah you know um like i said to jance and other people i believe if i wanted to make streaming um like a source of income and i'd left my day job i would be able to get the amount of viewers and donations and stuff like that by just doing a stream and having like my recording all that sort of equipment and that but Mm -hmm. i don't think that that's not me to start with Mm -hmm. i wouldn't have the time effort energy so, you know, I just stream the games that I play and people that are interested or know me or want to get involved, they come in at that exactly. point, they play, they play with me, we get in the community and then mm-hmm. they leave. And if they, they like the game I play and they come, if they don't, they don't. And there's no problem with that. But if you are a proper streamer, as you know, it's disheartening when you get 50 people in your stream and they're all enjoying the game and then you change one little thing and bang, they're all gone. It's yeah. just like, you're like, oh man, I can't bother with this anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know how we got into streaming. <laughs> yeah, I know. We, We're it talking was about still, girls and, yeah, it was like yeah. still on Shell's timeline, and then ended up like, we bonded. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. That's me though. I do kind of go off on tangents. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But, so um, I, going back back on the timeline, I started streaming for a bit, uh, like as I did with my husband, and my husband carried on his streaming. Are you going to go back to streaming stream or not? Well. Yeah, I think he plans to go back casually and I plan to kind of be there with him. So yeah. I'll probably like casually stream with him. But it's more for fun just to check in with people and say hi because we still get people now like Joe hasn't streamed for about a year. and We still get people coming up to us now saying, when are you next streaming? Where are yeah. you? How are you? We miss you. And it's like really sweet. 
really sweet. We we had a really good community and it was lovely. But yeah. what is your names on stream? Say it so everybody can uh, have a watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well. I don't stream anymore. But I'm Shell underscore Bug, and he's known as Bossman JC. But again, we don't really stream much anymore. Yeah, there'll be a few people that are interested and jump on and have a look. More and, than welcome. Uh, More than welcome. But yeah, but... you probably get a few people from our community, like because our community is pretty good. So when you do get one streamer on there. Like I'll go to everybody. Like, look, we've got a new guy. He does this, blah blah blah, and then everybody will follow mm-hmm. everyone and spread everyone. That's and now you've got like the viewing as well, and like the hosting and all that, like mm-hmm. stream raids and all that. It always helps out. Um, well, if and yeah. when we get back into it, I'll definitely let you guys know. And and also, if you need any and logos or anything like that, mate, Jansen's the man. Definitely, we'll be asking you for that because that's one thing that we've really like got annoyed with and struggled with in the past. He's the pro. Have you seen my logo he done for me? It's amazing. Is it the one that you're using now? Uh, yeah, but have you seen the actual one with all the hexagons and all the thingy in it and that? No. I'm going to send it to you while we're talking. But yeah, go on, carry <laughs> okay. on with your timeline. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, I don't know. Like, it's so difficult. I've, like, completely messed this all up. So it's all in... No, I've been keeping order. up really well with it, to be fair. Oh, good. Good. I'm, I'm glad someone has. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, trying to think what else... What else was in the question? <laughs> to go back to that. Uh, so basically, I think we're up to like where you sort of met us and how you sort of ended up on this podcast. Okay, so um, I met Nick was streaming Planet Coaster a few months ago. That was quite, quite and again, that was I was that was really quiet, just me chilling out, not expecting yeah. anyone to turn up late at night here. It was like <laughs> three in the morning here, and I was just messing around on Planet Coaster, and then. Mm-hmm. You just started chatting like randomly. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Because um, yeah. that's, do you know what? I prefer that in a stream than I do to having 30 people all talking at once. Because I can just oh, yeah. have a chat like, and just chill out and not worry too much. Yeah. I'm the same. I always look for a streamer that will take the time to chat with you and answer yeah. the questions and stuff. Because it was good fun. And I just came and started chatting. You gave me your Discord. And then, you know, a few months went by and we were chatting and I'd jump in the streams when I could. And then. We started playing GTA the past few weeks together, which has been yeah. fun. <laughs> it's been great fun. And fun then, yeah, watching so, that loading yeah. screen. <laughs> well, if you had a better PC. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I started doing that and you asked me well, a couple weeks ago if I wanted to be on the podcast and I thought it'd be fun. Yeah, that's no, cool. But here I am. And now you're here. Uh, what, what do you think yeah. of it? What do you make of the podcast being on it? It's good fun. Yeah, it's mad though because it's, there's less of us today there's only three of us and we've yeah. spoke for nearly four hours which is uh, pretty mad but well, how'd you um, shut us up <laughs> and that that is how we all got here right i think yeah. it's time to move on to the next question before my computer runs out of batteries <laughs> before we run out of batteries <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah. it's two in the morning here yeah. yeah yeah it's bedtime for you guys yeah right Next up, we've got a question. So I hope, sorry, Nixle Dev, I hope that um, answered a lot of uh, your questions for us and uh, we didn't just ramble on too much. It's been a long story, our history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, on Slim Timmy, he says, uh, is there anything at CES that you liked or can't wait to see more of? Anything stick out at CES to you two? Um, two things, uh, and pretty much kind of the same thing was the big screen gaming from NVIDIA to see like what direction that goes in. The other thing I saw that it's it's not really PC gaming, but it can be used for PC gaming, is a new a TV from Samsung called The Wall. 
and I don't know I if you, if you saw that. that. Yeah. yeah, I did. I did. I saw that. I didn't. It's like, it's, it's like a hundred and fifty inch TV, <laughs> and it uses micro pixels or micro LEDs. So basically, where everyone's going, like with OLED, they're sticking with LEDs, but micro LEDs. They're like a fraction so it's of the much size. More dense. Yeah, exactly. And with a pixel density like that high on a TV that's like 150 inch, it's uh, it's it's probably like an 8K resolution, but at the highest pixel density you can get. Yeah. And uh, they use a technology that actually has uh, individually backlit um, like LEDs. So everyone goes with OLED because you don't need a backlight because each OLED produces its own light. But what Samsung have done, have used the same thing, but with a non-organic LED, but to get the same output from it. And so you've got all the benefits off LCD and LED, but without any of the downsides off an OLED. And it's bezel-less as well. So they're saying that the bezel on it is so thin that you could put two screens together and you wouldn't see the join. It's funny, you know, because you're saying about like, the bezel, but that's one of the things that I was going to say that came up at CES. Hmm. There's a new thing you can have at the edge of your screen on certain screens where it's got no, it's not actually any LCD, LED or any, it's not even screen technology. It's just like a prism, which yeah. lets mm-hmm. the color bleed across the gap. So when yeah. you have one screen to another, it will bleed the light in the middle, sort of blurring the colors, but giving you yeah. a full range. Yeah, I saw that as well. So basically, you can have three monitors, but if you're if the bezel is thin enough, you put this thing in the gap, yeah, and it looks like the screens are joined together. Yeah, oh, a little bit in love with that idea right now. Yeah, and that's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. but um, I think with that, that's that would probably be a quite a cheap thing to do because you're just getting those things to fill the gaps. But the monitors that you would need to be compatible with that would probably be pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the other thing that um that we I liked at CES, which is one of the reasons why we went with it, is the Fantex. Again, Fantex bringing out all of the um like the water blocks and like all of their um glacier series, which we've been using because yeah. their reservoirs and that ain't like anything we've really seen before. You know, they're they're solid. They're see-through, and it, it sort of got looks like a big lump of ice, if you know what I mean. It's like, it really does look nice. Yeah, because um, if anyone likes the, like, the what they call the channel reservoirs that people are making from, like, a single piece of perspex yeah, or plexiglass, and they, like route, that, yeah, they route out the channels, and then they squash them together, it's, it basically has that look, but from a single block. Yeah. But, and um, no one else is doing that at the moment, so... It it's a pretty good alternative to try and make your own one. Yeah, and they've got bigger sizes, smaller sizes, so it's like you've got a bit of choice there as well. And you can have it yeah. pumpless, or you can have it with a pump. They just have it as a reservoir. So it's it's really really cool. So you check them out. Shell, is there anything you saw at CES that stuck out to you or not? I was going to talk about that TV, so I'm good. All right, fair enough. So I hope that uh, gives you some information, Slim, and I hope your stream's going all well. You have to let me know when you want to do them logos because uh, I've been helping Slim do his stream. He's got like, I've done all of his little like images for him and that's pretty cool. Right, mm-hmm. moving on. 
action zombie and he just says blatantly out like normal i want to hear you guys talk about vive pro and wireless capability uh I believe that's what <laughs> you've been talking about gents yeah so i've had a look into the vive pro and it does look pretty good like the vive was pretty good when it first came out and all they've done with this is just make it better yeah so but it's not uh, it, before you carry on it's not better in the process of as good as what's going on out there it's just better than what it was they've gone from 1080 yeah. to 1440 yeah so but that, that's basically what i'm saying is that they they haven't really changed it yeah they've just made it better because you would expect 4k wouldn't you really it's the next well, upgrade basically yeah but the thing is that like they're going to do an in-between because why jump from like a low raise to a high raise when you got the one in the middle where you can make some money maybe but the, for me it's like by the time that hits the shelves there's going to be another company already doing that i believe see this is my only problem is i really want to get a vr for it's the price a computer. it's a the price and b by the time i've saved up enough money that thing's already halved in price and there's a new one about to come out so i'm like well Yep. It's, it just seems exactly, like there's always a new one on the horizon. That's exactly which is what why happens. I haven't got one. I yeah. bought one and I got rid of it basically because yeah. I felt like another one was approaching, and exactly. so I got rid of it quick. And basically, yeah. another one came out that week. Yeah, but, but what, what you're talking it, about is any technology. Yeah, yeah I was going to say it's the way it is with anything and everything. As soon as you buy something, like the next week, there'll be a, a bigger and better upgrade coming out for the same price as what you just bought your hunk of junk for. Mm, yeah. Yeah, because that's the way it is with technology now. It's like yeah. you buy something, you don't keep it for 10 years like you used yeah. to. It's yeah. like you, you keep phones, it for you, two you years. You need to upgrade it every two years, you're fine. Yeah, and that's and why... And five years if you're lucky. Yeah, because they say, like, with a phone, they'll say, oh, my Nokia this and that, that lasted <laughs> me 20 years. But that's because in that 20 <laughs> years... No, that, that was phone the battery never... life. <laughs> yeah. That was incredible. <laughs> yeah, but that's because the technology didn't change, so you didn't, no. there was no need to upgrade your phone. But now, if you buy an iPhone, it only needs to last two years because that's the life of your contract. So yep. they build phones to last two years. So yeah. if after three years your phone breaks and they're like, oh, that's crap, it only lasted three years, well, you, your phone's out of date. Buy a new one. Yeah. And that's yeah. what it's like with I'm all technology. I'm not even going to get started on Apple and their batteries and <laughs> getting rid of the old old phones and all that. That's, on the yeah. that's a story for another day. Yeah, yeah. So basically, what I've seen with the Vive is that they've they've taken what they've already got and just upgraded it, and like it's now got built-in headphones. It's got a like better balance, so the weight is more yeah, distributed on, all over. Yeah. yeah, because they were saying it it was more uneven to the front, and they've balanced it out quite well now. And even with like the padding the straps, everything like that. You've got um, a twist lock at the back of your head as well. So like from what I saw, they were saying it's it's 100 times more comfortable to wear now than the previous one. Um, the It's got wireless capabilities and they're using this like Intel low latency wireless. So they're saying that you, you basically have like um, – the exact same experience as you do having it plugged in. Yeah. Um, so it it does yeah, sound good. The problem like, with the wireless is, though, is the battery. You've then got a battery life. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, it's it's going to use a lot of battery. 
because yeah. there's a lot there's a lot of tech in there. Well, we saw the batteries for that backpack. It's going to be similar. It's going to be like a brick structure yeah. side or something. But, yeah. But um, it depends, depends on what you're playing as well. Because if you're playing a game where you're sitting at your desk, it doesn't matter if you've yeah. got it plugged in because you're not walking around. But then if you decide to play a game where you are going to get up, then, yeah, you plug the battery pack in. It might have a two-hour battery life. And yeah. you might only want to play for two hours anyway. To, you can't play for that time. To be honest, I've, I've been in one for days on end. And after two hours, you start getting like this, not motion sickness, but your eyes start feel like they're wandering and wobbling and you feel drained mm. and tired. So it's not mm. like you can be in it for that long period of time. So if the battery was going to run out, yeah, you'd probably be like, yeah, I want to put it down for a couple of hours anyway. But for me, yeah. the wireless capability is a really, really good thing because that was one thing that's really annoying. But I've got to be honest, I got my Vive. I played it on it. It was really, really good. Don't get me wrong. The, the, the graphics in it was really amazing. You can't see the pixels. You just see tiny little triangles. But mm-hmm. the 1440 screen is going to be even better. But personally... Until it's on like a 4K screen and it's got like a massive field of view, I think that's where my sweet spot's going to lie um, when they can power a 4K and they can have like, so there's no pixels at all, you know? I um, think, yeah, because I think that's my problem is when I've played like anything VR, I've never in my life got motion sickness ever. I played Minecraft on it for about 45 minutes. I felt so sick I had to take it off and lie down. And I think it was due to the pixels. Yeah, well, it just what was you playing it on? Was that on a phone? Yeah. The main thing that gives you that sickness is you not being in sync with your eyes. So basically, yeah, it's the latency. Yeah, the oh. latency between your eyes and your brain. It's, uh-huh. it's millions of millions of a second, but your mm-hmm. eyes is moving faster than your brain's receiving signal that's moving. So it's out of sync. But when it's you freaky. get on the Vive, it's like nearly one to one. It's so close that you don't get that anymore. If you move, if you shake your head as fast as you can, you don't. It doesn't get left behind the picture to what you're. So your body body doesn't think it's moving out of sync with your eyes. So there is a massive difference. And that's all the way up to the PlayStation. You even get Mm -hmm. that on the PlayStation um, VR. But when you go up to like Oculus Rift and then to Vive, especially with Vive Pro, you lose all of that. You can be playing like driving a rally car and you just don't get that Mm -hmm. at all. I'm definitely interested in getting one, but I am waiting for technology to... Yeah. kind of uh, like, like for me. catch up and slow down at the same time but that kind of thing where yeah. I don't want to feel yeah. like I'm buying something that's still me, not a prototype but still very early on in this whole yeah. thing yeah I loved it I loved playing front uh, playing elite dangerous you know like the spaceship game where you're going around flying your spaceship and all that that's mm-hmm. absolutely amazing I'm sitting in my cockpit and then when I get to a space station I literally fly it in like it's just like watching it on TV like being real and then that's awesome. like you, you get in there, all your stuff comes up, so you look to the left and then your TV pops up in the left because it sees you tracking it. Um, mm-hmm. And like, so you look to the left, TV comes up in your left, you press put this, blah, 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 buy these items, sell these items. But then when you go to like the hangar, that was the most amazing bit for me because you, you're sitting on like a podium up at like looking, like as if you're in a building looking at your spaceship. And then you've got all outer space up there and obviously you can mm-hmm. look everywhere, but your spaceship, even though in the game originally it looks like a little ship, you're looking mm-hmm. at it, and it's like you're looking at the airport at a real plane. It's massive. And as you're changing the guns and that, you can hear the, the bass, like, boop, boop, where it's all moving around. And, like, the guns disappear inside, the new ones come out. And uh, you, you honestly feel like you're in part of a space film. Like, you feel like you've travelled to that spaceship, and then you've flown to another space station. You've bought some goods, and then you've flown to another space station to sell them. And that's what you want, isn't it? You want yeah, that immersive. Experience. It feels that real that the game no longer becomes like, oh, she's boring. I want to shoot something. It's like 
the game is you flying that spaceship from one ship to an, one station to another. That'll take you 20, 25 minutes or whatever. But it's even the boring parts of it. So like you you press your your line up with where you need to go. You'll press the warp button, and then you'll just be going through warp for like uh, five minutes or something. But in that time, you're just looking around in your cockpit. You can see the dials going. You can see when other sparks like spaceships are going to pull you out of jump and stuff like that. And you honestly feel like you're really waiting for that time for you to get, arrive in that next galaxy. It doesn't just feel like, oh, it's just boring. I'm watching that screen. There's lines again everywhere. It's, it honestly feels real. Mm-hmm. You come yeah, out of the warp it, and, and you I, fly to the ship. But with all the VR that I've used on like the Vive and They've all the been demos Oculus or one off, so like. Yeah, but the thing is, I've still been quite impressed with the technology, yeah. even like with early on games that are kind of like, uh, like kind of demos. Like you, you're not getting a full game, and it's you know that you're playing that just to get the experience. Yeah. But the thing is, I, I can see where it's going, and I know that it's gonna it's gonna get a lot better. Um, one thing that I'm surprised that hasn't been put into VR is like stereoscopic 3D and like because the technology's there and you've got it with your TVs now like why not incorporate that into the headset so that you can actually see like a three-dimensional depth as well as just looking around what do you mean i don't understand what you mean like you, you know when you depth. watch well you don't because you're looking at a flat screen you're talking about on TV no, I'm in the VR headset. So where you're you're looking at a flat screen, but you're you you see out in front of you. Like say you're playing your game where your spaceship is in a dock, and you're standing there and you're looking at it, and you can see how far away it is. Yeah. If you had 3D glasses, like when you watch a 3D movie on your TV, that would give you that extra depth. What, you mean it, so it, it feel like it's coming at you? Yeah, well, you, you would actually be able to perceive the depth between you and that spaceship. It would be more realistic. And there must be a reason why they haven't done it then. Yeah, but this is why I'm thinking, like, have they just chosen not to do it? Is there a reason why they haven't done it? Because the whole thing about being in VR is to give you that feeling of being in the place that you see. But if you made it 3D, you would then feel even more like you're there because when your spaceship... But it is 3D, that's is... what I'm saying, though. But is it? <laughs> yeah. That's the whole point of it, isn't it? So you sit there, if there's a desk in front of you in the thing, it looks like there's a desk in front of you in there. Yeah. It's not, that's not really 3D, though. 3D yeah. is more like having the whole kind of special effects thing coming at you. This is more submersive, so you're in the middle of it and it feels like real life, not like 3D where things are popping out at you. It could, like, they are, they do, though. If someone shoots you or throws something at you in VR, you duck. Yeah, but that's because it's so close to your eye. So if yeah. something comes to your eye, you're going to flinch. But mm-hmm. when you say you're watching your TV and you're looking at your, your TV is like a window. So you're looking into whatever's yeah. on the and screen. And that's 3D on a TV. You've got in and out. You've got two different types. Yeah. One that yeah. comes out of you and one that goes in. But you do get that but in this- there. There's edges on a TV, so you can tell that that is something fake, that is something in front of me, instead of there is no edges in VR, so you're completely surrounded by it, and you can, when you move your head up, it goes up with you. So I think it's a difference yeah. between VR and 
three but day. I personally think that's already mass. in there because when you play on a demo, you don't necessarily see that sort of stuff. But when you're playing a game where you're getting bullets shot at you and that, you see them, you see them feeling like they're actually getting close to you and going past you, hitting things behind you and stuff. It's like it looks like it's three D coming at you properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'd want to know if I want to know if that is built into it or is that something that they could add to it to make it even more realistic. You better do some research then, Sonny Jim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, Jansen, I'll have that for you next month. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think that's enough anyway. I hope uh, we've, we've answered your question, Action Zombie. And if any of you want some more information about it, just let us know and we'll uh, do some more about it. But um, I think that's time for the end of the show at four hours. So if it's like <laughs> three and a half hours, that's mean we've cut about half an hour of rubbish editing. Um, but yeah, if anyone's got any questions, send them into our new email contact at extremepcuk.co.uk you can do it on twitter and instagram but the main place to put our questions is in the discord so um jump on there and uh yeah that brings us to the end of the show what did you think of it shell apart from it long. was good long but good did it feel like <laughs> it was four hours well i've been here since 2 p.m my time it's now 805 really <laughs> yeah wow see time goes That's fast six hours and five minutes to me madness That's man fine. yeah but, um, so good yeah so you'll be here next ahead. month then yeah i will indeed cool right then people cheers for listening hope you enjoy it if you think we've been too long or too short let us know and uh yeah we'll see you on the next one after we've done our show remember to come down to our show at olympia london on the 17th of feb give us some support come and have a chat with us be much appreciated and yeah apart from that it's the end of the show so cheers for listening goodbye Bye. Bye.